You ever been so pissed off you go in the kitchen and eat fucking peppers, like rage, like just rage eat peppers? <laughs> no, I don't like peppers at all. <laughs> what? Really? Oh, yeah. Jalapenos, banana peppers, none of them? Nope. Bell peppers, banana... I understand that. I have shit that I don't like. Yet another podcast where we start off talking about food. <laughs> I like this. Welcome to Chef, the podcast. You know, I was going to start off with something video game related, and you just jumped right into peppers. <laughs> I couldn't help it. So I feel I feel like every podcaster in the world now talking about this shit that I feel like we never had to talk about, or well, we didn't talk have to talk about as much in the early days. It's so funny how. You, wonderful audience, will never, you shouldn't ever have to experience any of this shit that we have to go through, but sometimes, for some reason here lately, it seems like every other episode there's some issue going on. It's either Discord, yeah. or one of us are having personal issues, or Audacity's having issues, or something. It's so freaking crazy. We are, not that it matters, I mean, you're going to get this p- episode either the day like you may get it the day it gets released you may be listening to the six years after the fact but we're it's we're recording like 45 minutes past what we should be recording and it's ugh, it's like one thing pops up and then another random thing pops up and i just got so pissed off i was trying to reinstall discord and i just ran in the kitchen i was like what the <laughs> fuck do i gotta eat in this refrigerator it's ah this good old fucking uh uh chinchero peppers oh, shit my wife's going to kill me because I fucked that name up. <laughs> I d- downed like seven peppers for no no good damn reason. Why are you eating chinchillas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Now I have to look it up because <laughs> the, 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 there's a fucking word for it. <laughs> Let me type in chinchilla peppers and see what comes up. Oh, please don't be anything too bad. Nope. Chin, uh, can chinchillas eat banana eat bell peppers? <laughs> okay, that's not that's not too bad. Pep, I'm not. I haven't seen it yet, but it's pepper. I think it's pepperoncini, which I don't know if that's like a. Uh, I have to look this up later for my own. <laughs> it's some type of mild Italian pepper. Okay, whenever you get Domino's pizza, they yeah. usually put pepperoncinis in their pizzas or on the side in the box. Yeah, I've been hooked on them. Ah. Uh. Gotcha. I I have changed over the years when it comes to like peppers and hot foods, bro. I used to not like jalapenos at all. Let, let me step that ladder up another notch or two. I used to not like hot food, period. Same. I couldn't stand I couldn't stand hot food. I couldn't stand spicy food. I I've changed today. Welcome to the 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 food cast. But I've I've changed these days, but kept some of that the same. And what I mean is, I still don't like super duper ultra fucking hot spicy food. I still can't stand that. I, I don't care for it. I have nothing to prove with 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 putting two billion degree freaking peppers on my tongue. I, right. I, I don't. That's not something that I I get my rocks off to. I I I like spicy food when it's like. A jalapeno, like a sweet jalapeno, or a a pepper that adds a flavorful spice, or like when you eat an Oriental dish where it has a little bit of spice yep. to it. Yeah, a little bit exactly. of spice that adds that adds flavor. Yes, give it to me. But when you bring me somewhere and you're like, "Oh man, you gotta try this fucking whatever sandwich. It's got this super ghost 
fucking devil butt licking pepper on it. It's supposed to be like the, the second hottest degree uh, pepper in the world. I'm like, I know. Interesting no. choice of words. <laughs> Why would I want to spit out all this food that I'm paying for and try to eat? Because that's what's going to happen. I'm not. I'm not swallowing that shit, you know? <laughs> and context. I'm no, yeah. I, mm, mm, man, Adam really needs to be here. Shit. Uh, by the way, Adam can't be here tonight. Uh, issues popped up. He's okay. Just, you know, life happened. Uh, so there is this i'm no pepper expert so i'm not trying to get on this cast and 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 spout culinary knowledge to people but from what my general understanding is there are two types of peppers or jalapenos out there in the general sense that you generally find in in stores and whatnot it's a spicy jalapeno and more like a mild sweet jalapeno that's the one that i like I like that one. I like the one that adds a little bit of spicy flavor to it, not to burn your mouth. The pepperoncinis, they're pretty good. I mean, they're not super duper hot, but they have the, the heat to them. There's just, there's just a degree. There's a line for me, and it's fairly low. It's not because I can't handle it. Me and my, me and my best friend, uh, who was actually on a podcast way early in the uh, in the uh, in the early early episodes, uh, Rock was on here with me. He and I, I believe we're in the two million or three million Scoville Club. I, f- I think it was two million. It might be one point five. With what, what do I know? All I know is uh, we've already done that shit. We've already put crazy, stupid, like ridiculous, hot things on our tongue, in our mouth, held it there, kept it there. Yay, we we did it. We can we can handle hot shit and spit it out and move on with life. <laughs> I just I can't do it, man. I can't like chilies and stuff. I like chili. I like crawfish being down here in the south. But I don't like to put a crawfish tail on my mouth and go, mm, that's good. Holy fuck it. I need like milk now because my mouth is burning off. Yeah. That's that defeats the purpose for me. And now the next thirty tails I can't even taste because it's just my mouth's on fire. Uh, welcome to the pepper cast. That's what it is. The, the, the end of pepper cast. On that note, hello everyone and welcome to the end of time i'm michael i'm chris in case you can't tell chris and i both are humans and we both like to eat food so we tend to talk about it now and again (laughs) i think it's also because i don't know about you chris but i usually eat before we record and it's it's not always like a dinner thing it just happens to be that's like when i record or when i eat so it's kind of fresh on the mind or like I'll have just put a snack to the side or something. It's, it's just coincidence, I think. I gotcha. So, what game stuff were you gonna jump out the gate and start talking about? It is that time where we are getting into all the new releases. Oh yeah, these oh, starting yeah. today. These next few weeks are insane. Man. Yes, they are. We it got started last night for me. Last night? What was last night? Uh, I got a call at 9 o'clock from the GameStop that I put all these pre-orders in. It said, hey, your Resident Evil 2 oh, copies. Snap. 
Yeah, your Resident Evil 2 is ready to pick up. I'm sorry. Actually, they called me around 5 or 6 o'clock telling me that at 9 o'clock I could come pick it up, which I think is awesome. I love when games do that. I love when movies do that. And I realize at the end of the day, it really just bumps the, the time back to where people are going to stand in line or whatnot. But I've only ever been in line one time recently. I forget what game I purchased. It had to have been a PlayStation 4 game. It had to have been something I played mid to late last year. But, yeah, I had it pre-ordered, and I went up there and picked it up. And there was like, I don't know, maybe seven, eight people in front of me. But even that, that didn't matter because I had it pre-ordered. So sure. I wasn't waiting to buy it. I was just waiting to pick the copy up. Yeah. I also thought about this when I was going there. I was So uh, there's Resident Evil 2 is out right now as yes. of this recording. And... Kingdom Hearts 3 is next week? Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, it's a few days away. So, me being me, as I'm driving, I'm like, man, what did I do? What am I doing? Like, I have a fucking job. I have a life. I can't play both of these games. I'm not going to beat Resident Evil 2 in two days. I have no intention of doing that. Matter of fact, I plan on dragging that game out as long as humanly fucking possible. Because when I beat God of War, I was so upset that I beat it. <laughs> the game was over. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm going to try to drag RE2 out. But anyway, I was thinking about, okay, so I have that today. Today being a Friday. And then in three days, well, four actually, another brand new game is coming out, which I have pre-ordered. And it's going to be an extensive game. You know, it's got to be around the 60 hour mark, if not more. Oh, yeah. And I was like, why the fuck did I do that? Am I like, (laughs) am I getting so far up my own ass that I go out and do pre-orders now? And I was like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I remember the whole reason why I do pre-orders, period, is the fact that when I do have money available, I purchase a game all the way right then. Hey, this game is coming out in six months. I want to pay for it full right now that way when it does come out no matter what money situation i'm in i can just pick it up it's it's already mine so i'm playing ra2 now probably not gonna get to kingdom hearts 3 for a while i realize that may suck for us for the cast too because you're (laughs) gonna be itching to talk about it but i got i got ra2 and just i just want to make that point explicitly clear to people in case we haven't made this point clear, period, on the cast, we don't rush through games to do, like, reviews. When we played God of War last year, and we just happened to be around the same time and kind of hit the same beats and kind of sort of beat it around the same time frame, that was coincidence. I don't I don't put some memo out there telling Adam and, and Chris, hey, you two need to buy this game, and you need to have it beat within three days. Like, that's not... It's not how we do. We play games to have fun with them. And I have already been waiting too long for this, just like I was waiting for God of War. And I don't want to just blink and it be over, you know? So did you actually, did you start RE2 today? Yeah. Yeah, I did. did. Man, that game looks beautiful. (laughs) Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And we will get to that. I think we're going to do, uh, we're going to kind of do like we've done before, Chris, and do like in our weeks, we're just going to talk about other shit and then we'll just both talk about RE2. Okay. But, but taking this, t- taking the vehicle and steering it back into the lane <laughs> you had it in. Yes, we are getting to that time frame where a lot, lots of new games are coming out and that's great. 
There are a lot of new games that I keep, I keep seeing a lot of games on the radar that are coming up that I just don't have pre-ordered, but they just they can't be denied. There's there's lots of good games coming out, and especially around this time frame. Uh, do you have any other ones besides? What other ones do you have this year, either pre-ordered or pre-ordered, or ones that you're looking forward to? Um, let's see. I have Kingdom Hearts three pre-ordered. I have <laughs> Final Fantasy seven remake pre-ordered. <laughs> oh, uh, what? What? This game that game's coming out? Yes. No, but I've had it pre-ordered <laughs> since 2016. Um, yeah, it's it's sad. I go to my you know open orders on Amazon. It's like, oh, the new Halo book that comes out in February, which is cool. It keeps getting closer. I keep forgetting about it. And then I see it on my orders list, and I'm like, that's right. I'll have a new book in the Halo universe to read soon. I see Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts 3. It's like, yeah, it's about to come. And then I see Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I'm like, well, yeah, I have it there eventually. Yep. Um, but have you played the Metro games? I own one of the metros in my Steam list. I forget which one, and I think I own a metro on my on the 360. But I've honestly never given either one of them a a solid go yet. Yeah, Metro I Exodus think- comes out on February 15th. Mm. It's the next one. And it's supposed to be. It looks really good. But I I own all of them on Steam, of course. Yeah, I, I I played the one that I had or have for the 360 maybe maybe half an hour to an hour. Not not anything worth giving a, a solid talk about. And I... Uh, you know, to make me look at my Steam now because now <laughs> I need to know. I saw... I think it came... It either came through in that little queue thing, but I don't think that's... I don't think that's right. I think I've had this game before I even acknowledged the queue thing. I think... Maybe if it was like a reviewer, maybe somebody talked about it. I don't know, but one of those games that I simultaneously have never heard anything but good things about, mm-hmm. but also I don't really hear a lot about, period. So I need to try one, and I forget what made me get this one. I want to say it was like a like a kind of like a choice pick. And I grabbed it. I just, I still have yet to try it. Let me see real quick in my M- Metro Last Light Redux. Yeah. There was some reason why I picked that one. If you ask me, I can't recall. I think it was favored or recommended. Like, hey, if you want to try these games, this is a good one to play. I honestly don't know. Yeah, I bought both of them back in October 2017 at the same time. It was probably a Steam sale being October. Yeah. Um, but I never played them and I think one or both of them have come through Games with Gold or the uh, PS Plus free games so I think I have it on the console as well probably yeah yeah. but I'm kind of looking at that one I don't know I don't know (laughs) it looks good but I don't have any of the other games played Yeah, need to play those first I think that's kind of. I think that was kind of what got me to the uh, the Redux that I that I purchased. Like I I had seen it and I was like, ah, it looks good, but I haven't played the other ones before. I don't know, blah blah blah. I think they're kind of standalone unless you buy like a direct sequel or a, or a DLC thing. But 
Don't don't give me a lie. Audience, let us know. What are we missing with the Metro series? And please, definitely let us know if they're standalone. I know you're looking at Penguin Wars for the PlayStation 4. That comes out January 29th. I know you're looking forward to that one. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Either it's a video <laughs> game. I don't know. I'm, brow- I'm I am now browsing through the list of upcoming games. Yeah. The, we, should, we could do that together. The next big one I... Uh, I have on the list is Anthem later in oh, February. Yeah. That demo was released today. Like, well, like a playable demo is that today? Yes. Well, all weekend. Yeah, well, if you have it pre-ordered or you're a EA slash Origin Access member. Oh, um, I am neither. So. I signed up for Origin Access just to get access to the demo. Yeah. Um, man, it, this is kind of a news topic I want to talk about today, but their their launch is simultaneously bad and good. <laughs> hey man, talk about it. Let's talk about it now. Um, we got all we got all night. Yeah, so I was watching. Uh, first, I was watching uh, Carnage play RE2, but we'll talk about that later. And then he took a break when the Anthem thing went live, and boy, they were not prepared. Um, I say they weren't prepared, <laughs> but they did the typical. All right, open a little bit of the servers at a time so that they don't just get, you know, murdered with the traffic. So it's a typical rollout where they ease people in uh, to the servers. But then all the login issues uh, started, you know, can't connect Mm. to the server. At one point, uh, Origins login servers went essentially down or were very intermittent. I couldn't sign into Origin for like 20 minutes. Um, and I wasn't even trying to play. I was just trying to get into Origin and get the game open and stuff to see how far I could get. Um, mm-hmm. And then there were some bugs at the title screen that wouldn't let you progress. You had to close the game and reopen it. And then there is still ongoing. It happened to me about 30 minutes before we started trying to uh, record. Uh, and when you go to start a mission, there is a infinite loading bug. That happens fairly often. Oh, so, no. so I downloaded it. Uh, you know, got into play. I got to the little hub area you start in, uh, and I was able to customize my uh, what you call it, a uh, javelin, um, uh-huh. the little suit. And then I went to do a mission, and I couldn't get past that. So wow. I've yet to actually get gameplay. <laughs> I've only walked around outside my suit in the little hub area. Um, that aside, once I get past these, and to be clear, this is a demo that is six weeks, I think they said, behind the current build. So there are mm-hmm. tons of bug fixes that aren't in play. There are changes to the game that aren't in play, etc. Uh, so it's it's understandable to a certain extent. You'd think they'd patch some stuff, but again, they may not have even seen this particular issue until the demo came out. Right, Um, right. But I watched some gameplay, and it looks pretty good. Um, Well, let me start with what I saw and what little I was able to play. Um, The graphics look pretty good. My machine actually couldn't handle them. Uh, I had to lower it down to, I think, medium. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I don't know if that's just because of the build or what, but um, it still looked good on medium. Uh, 
And I, when I was watching Co play it, he was playing on Ultra, and then he lowered it to High, trying to fix some motion blur stuff. Um, but yeah, it looks good. The <laughs> this is a Bioware game, so people are very concerned in relation to Andromeda and stuff. Uh, the NPCs look good. Their voices sound good. The uh, audio was in sync with, you know, their lips. <laughs> so they act, they don't look perfect, of course, but they look pretty good. Um, certainly acceptable at the least, if not good. Um, mm-hmm. So going to what I saw Coplay, um, the biggest complaint, he said and other people have said it, are the flight controls. But that's one of the things they said they tweaked since the demo build was put out. So I don't know how how that will be in, you know, release. But uh, that's only keyboard and mouse um, flight controls. If you pick up your controller on a PC and use it, it feels good, according to what everybody's saying. So good. the uh, mouse and keyboard folks aren't happy because <laughs> it is a shooter. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's... It's fixable. And one of the problems seems to stem from they have like eight different settings. You can adjust uh, various sensitivity levels for that are all related to flight and stuff. <laughs> so you have to play around with it and find what feels good for you, get used to it, and then it'll probably be fine. Um, yeah. And that, that's fine. You know, a one a once or even twice time set up, you know, to, to just get some specificity to get some accuracy to get your controls the way you want them is understandable. You know, um, the environment looks interesting. Uh, what I saw of it. Um, I don't, like I said, I didn't get to actually shoot guns or anything, so I don't know how gameplay is personally, but it looked okay. Um, it, it's not as fast paced as a game like Warframe would be. But mm-hmm. it's fairly past, past, fast paced. Um, so seems like it's going to be okay. Doesn't seem like it's yeah. going to be a complete flop. So let's talk about the issue of it having server issues. We are in 2019, and I I realize I'm talking way outside of my expertise and way outside of what I what I know, but. Mm-hmm. It's 2019. Let me let me play the let me play the lower bracket of of the gaming world and go. Why the fuck are we having server issues in 2019? There there are specs out there for this game. There's some there, there's some type of load testing and therein data to go with mm-hmm. having a game like this that you should be able to. I don't know. Foresee this coming. You know, yeah. This should not be an issue. If anything, why can't I know that I know this sounds like big spending, but <laughs> why are these companies still not overshooting for their network? You know, more servers, more more text available to handle situations, to to fix issues, to to correct errors just more capacity to have more people online and then you know hey give it some months if it starts to whittle down start selling off some of your servers you know just i don't know yeah it bugs me (laughs) it uh, really bugs me you know i agree 100 percent. and um as 
I think I have a little bit more IT background on the network side. I feel like there's just something we don't know. I feel like there's something yeah. that only people in the gaming network industry fully understand what is going on in these situations. It because be. looking at it from like a military network standpoint doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But I'm also not ever dealing with something on that scale with that much data. You know, I'm yeah. dealing with web level of traffic, you know. Yeah. It's yeah, I, there's something I don't understand about it. And I'm I'm I think that's true for most gamers. There's probably something we don't understand that makes this not as easily resolved. Yeah. Because I was thinking about it because I'm not going to crap all over Anthem for, you know, throttling people, getting them in. The only issue, the thing they could have done better in my eyes is add a queue mm -hmm. instead of just constantly saying, you know, the server's full, the server's full, and not actually queuing you up so you'd automatically go in. You just have to sit there and press enter over and over and over. That's the only yeah. real thing I'll throw at them uh, that they could uh, improve upon. But I was thinking as watching this happen, what game has had a massive online presence and launched without issues lately? Yeah. I, I yeah, can't think of one. <laughs> that is true. Every I mean, MMO does it. I'm looking at you, Fallout 76, but you have a whole, you got a whole laundry list of other problems, though, so. But, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, go ahead. Surprisingly, just to piggyback off that, 76 wasn't that bad, network-wise. It had yeah. server-related issues, but, like, not being able to connect at all, it wasn't that bad. Well, you know, when you don't have as many people playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't mean to sound like a spoiled asshole, and I don't mean to sound privileged and just I'm just expecting everything to work exactly when I want to. I, I get it. It's a, it, it, is a, it is an electronic device across a Internet network they're 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 bound to be problems they're just they're, there's bound to be technical issues and there must be all sorts of hurdles that have to be overcome to make games happen online i get that it's just i mean xbox the original xbox was a was you know held the dreamcast even if you want to go back even further internet connectivity for consoles is not a new thing. Internet mm -hmm. connectivity for video games as a whole is not a new thing. You just it just maybe I'm just putting too much faith in the in in the companies, but it seems like this should not be an issue today. And it still is. There's just every every other game, if not every game that comes out with online play is like, yeah, we've got you know, got got a bunch of issues. Just, not, just not enough. We got too many people. That's a good thing. I'm glad for you, but you should have planned for that. Yeah, you should have already had these infrastructures in place. This should be a, you know what? We were we got 1.6 million on day one. We were planning on five. Well, we overshot. Well, yep, time to fucking make some maneuvers somewhere else. I don't know. I guess it's asking for too much. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think a lot of them have just dealt with capacity. A lot of them have just been network issues, too. 
Yeah. You know, capacity is only one part of the formula here. Right. That's a whole, there are so many different variables involved in all this. There's Mm -hmm. so many interconnecting systems. And again, I, I, I totally, I don't totally understand. I totally sympathize that it's, it's a lot to do. It's a lot to do, but maybe as equally as hard as we're trying to get facial features to appear and the multitude of characters that we can have show up in a game or the level of detail that a car can look like in a racing game. Let's be nice if they would start putting that effort into our online experience. And I I don't mean, you know, I mean that strictly with online gameplay together cooperatively with people or, or versus people, you know, I, I don't care if I can watch Netflix on my PS seven. That's to me, that's no, that's, that's whatever, but getting online in a game that I like to play and that I enjoy and not having issues. That's pretty big. That, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. I mean, even even in this day, you would be a company that would have some sort of noteworthy or note. You'd be spoken of quite well if you could make that happen, because it seems like it's very rare when it does. Yeah. Uh, Thinking about what I said about what games don't have issues at launch. I don't typically hear a whole lot about Call of Duty. I don't pay attention, but are they past that point? Maybe, maybe. And, you know, there's another facet to this as well. We're talking about problems as if, for one, not every game has these severe issues. And second, it also depends on how long they go on. You know, there may be some games out there that they only had like two to three days worth of, oh, shit, we have to just make everything work. And then they make everything work. Or you could have them where it's weeks on end. You know, I'm saying all this with no data in front of me, just speaking off of what I think is going on, what Mm I sort of get the get the general feel is going on. But, yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, I didn't. What's the last online Call of Duty I even played? I don't know if I played Modern. uh, I don't know if I played Modern Warfare 3 online. I may have. I think maybe we played Black Ops 2 online, but that's it. Uh, everything's been Battlefield for me after that, and I don't I don't recall really having issues with Battlefield, but I wasn't there for every release. I was only there for three's release. Right. And I don't remember that being like an ongoing thing. So, I don't know. Because I'm trying to think with Black Ops 4 and Blackout and all that, it seemed like people were playing immediately. Yeah. So, yeah. good for them. <laughs> yeah i guess you I mean, do it long enough with those games you kind of know what to expect and you got the same infrastructure time after time yeah that's just more back into it. i mean that's perfect if especially these companies that have you're in your first iter- fifth iteration of a game you mm-hmm. know you're you're down the road you should know <laughs> yeah so looking at other games that are going to be coming out soon uh, I'm in, I'm into February, February already. And I, I keep hearing a lot of good things about God eater, but I haven't, yeah. it's really only giant bomb that I keep hearing that from. I know nothing about it. Um, the next game on the list for me was actually, uh, crackdown three. Well, oh, yeah? I kind of jumped over trials rising cause that's not a hot anticipated game. I'm going to play it. Um, mm-hmm. I'll probably play it. 
release day, depending where I am in other games. Uh-huh. Um, but I'll probably play it for a little bit, and then it'll be a casual game. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Crackdown. There is... Uh-huh. Have you played the other Crackdowns? I played Crackdown 1 for a few hours years and years ago. Couldn't get into it. I never played it since then. I haven't played Crackdown 2. And man, this is going to sound like a really dick thing to say. I get it because I have no backing from the other games. But it seems like Crackdown to me seems like a really try hard game right now. Uh, I heard a little bit about their development issues and Terry Crews just kind of showed up out of nowhere and he's really pushing the game. And, well, well, they're pushing him as being the, the voice of the game, which is great, but I don't see anything in Crackdown 3 that's new or appealing to me. A lot of the things that I see in the Crackdown 3 trailers are things that I've done well over in uh, f- uh Man, I forget the name of the game now. Sorry, I'm tired today. Uh, it's, you're, you, it's like it's a, it's an open world game. It's really humorous in nature. You you get all kind of superpowers. Oh, Saints Row. Saints Row. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's, granted, I mean a lot of these open world games kind of blur together if you look at them long enough. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I get the gist of Crackdown. Uh, at least from the powers point, you know, it's kind of like, he's 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 kind of like um, uh, Cryo. What was the name of that game, Chris? That had a, a, a crypt cryptic. Man, I have no game. idea. <laughs> well, it's a first person shooter. You're in a suit. Your suit can get upgraded over time. They've had like three of them. It's supposed to be a game that if you really want to test your PC on a bench, oh, like a bench. Uh... T- Crisis? Crisis. Crisis, yes. So all of these three are kind of the same to me. Good Lord, it took me that long to get those two (laughs) games out. It's all right, man. I'm getting old. It happens. Got a birthday coming up in some days. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, and I'm not saying that this is the complete story of, of Crackdown, but when I look at Crackdown 3, I see a guy that can get upgrades he can run fast and or jump super high and or add, add whatever other superhuman feats to that. I've already did that. Now, granted, in a different light, but I've already did that in Saints Row. And I've done a little bit in Crisis as well. I just never finished. I think I made it about four or five missions in a Crisis and just I just kind of gave up on it. Kind of got bored with it, I guess. So, unfortunately, as dick as, as it makes me sound, I... Don't really care for Crackdown 3. Looks cool. I'm glad Terry Crews is getting some more FaceTime, and he's always a character, but more like a thumbs up, like, huh, cool, Terry Crews, than a what? I'm fucking all in in this game. Yeah, I think it's taken so long to come out that people have kind of lost interest in it. (laughs) Yeah, there's that too. I never played the others, but, I mean, this one was supposed to be good. I at one point had this on my list of games to buy and then it kept getting pushed and I was like, okay, remove. Yeah. <laughs> It'll probably die. Let me ask, have you played any of the Saints Row games? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well, you know what? Feel free to grab it and g- give me a report and let me know what you think <laughs> of it. <laughs> I might. We'll see. 
I, yeah. I think if I had to pick, now just looking at February 15th, there are technically four games coming out that day. I don't know mm-hmm. what Jump Force is, so I'm not going to put that in the running at the moment. But mm-hmm. Crackdown 3, Metro Exodus, and Far Cry New Dawn. Now, before I can play New Dawn, I need to play the last Far Cry because the guy spoiled it at the Game Awards or wherever it was. Yeah. Uh, for where the setting is and where it is in the timeline relation to the other game. So I need to go back and play the other one or not. Maybe this is a good point for me to say, screw it. I know how the other one ends. So I might as well play this one. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I'm several games behind in the far cry series. Um, yeah. So it would probably come down to crackdown three and Metro Exodus, but I haven't played the other crackdown. So it would kind of, <laughs> I'm looking at these games. And I'm like, well, which ones would I rather play the old games for to get caught up to speed? Hey, man, you're blessed with choice, though, you know? Yeah. That's good. That's good when you have to debate mentally and figure out which one you want. Uh, Far Cry for me is kind of in that same vein. I, whoo, man, I've only ever played Far Cry 3. I've only played through it once, but I enjoyed the absolute fuck out of that game, and I definitely enjoyed the story as well with a caveat. With a caveat, the main villain, the initial main villain of Far mm-hmm. Cry Three, uh, Vaz, he was Vaz was fucking awesome. I love his acting. I love his character. I love what they. I love how they wrote the character. I love how. I love the way they portrayed him. I love the mocap of him, like all around. Uh, he is not the only boss in that game, and I'm, I, I, I think maybe most Far Cries are like this. Like, you have multiple antagonists at different times. Uh, the other two villains, while they were, sure, they did some bad things and whatnot, but they didn't, they didn't give the same air. You know, it's like... It's like watching a movie that has a bunch of... of I don't know, like bank robbers in it. Mm-hmm. And the first person that you get introduced to is like a super well-known actor, man, Chris, I need to go to sleep today, buddy. I cannot even think of these <laughs> fucking characters name. Let me look at casino cat Robert did before I even pull it up. Thank you. Mind for working. Please wake up. <laughs> it's like watching a movie about a bunch of bank robbers. And the first fucking bank robber that you get screen time with is Robert De Niro. And you're like, Oh wow. That's yeah. man. What a performance. And then you get these two like B rated, like very mid tier actors in there. And you're like, yeah, they're bank robbers. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. They definitely robbed some banks. But <laughs> <laughs> I own Far Cry 4 because I got it like, I don't know, 2,000% off on a Steam sale. And I've heard some pretty negative things about Far Cry 5, mainly the story. And that upsets me mm-hmm. because that would be, the the open world and the, and the him and the character gaining powers and all that stuff that's that's pretty cool that that but i've done that before multiple times now the story that could have been there for far cry 5 seemed very interesting to me you know having the i'm all about the red state movie type mentality where it's you know crazy like uber religious whatever people making these cults and and uh they want their country their way and whatever that's that's not saying that's a story of far cry 5 but that's what i got from it 
and I haven't played it, and I haven't watched too many lengthy reviews and discussions and breakdowns about it. Read, I've read none of or watched none of them, but I've I've basically heard mostly negative things about it, and that's that's sad because that's what I was going to go to Far Cry Five for was for the story. So right now that there's a new one, uh. Tell you the damn truth, Chris, with freaking Fallout 76 coming out and being like a yeah, this isn't even a mainstay game. This is like a extra game. Is that what this is? Is this just like a little intermediary game? Is this no? Is this like Far Cry 6, but with the title of New Dawn? Like, what are we talking about here? Uh it, it says it is a spin-off, but is a narrative sequel to five. To five. Yeah. Well, yeah, if I had played five and got some good vibes, I would tell you that I'd be playing it, but I haven't. And yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take some time for the media washing the the negative media washing of that game for me to want to try it. I kind of feel like my my mind is kind of like I had so much fun, or I enjoyed Far Cry Three so much that I don't really need another one. You know what I mean? Sure. So. I own four. Uh, maybe I'll get around to playing it sometime, or, or maybe I won't. <laughs> uh, as far as Jump Force, I think you know what Jump Force is. Maybe you don't remember, which is crazy, but that's the fighting game that's taking all the anime characters and putting them uh, in. It's got One Piece and, and Goku and blah, 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 blah. So. Yeah, it's a fighting game, so I yeah. likely won't get it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm good with Dragon Ball Fighter Z for now. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched all the anime that all those characters are from, but you know they could surprise me. They could throw a Jubei from freaking Ninja Scroll in there and be like, "All right, well now I just saw the principle. I have to get this fucking game." <laughs> also, Yakuza Kiwami comes out February nineteenth. The PC version specifically. Yeah, the, sorry, yeah, sorry, PC version. Yeah. And then Anthem comes out a few days later. I already. I already own Kwame on uh, PS4, so uh, I'll get to yeah. that after I ever finish Zero, which I really want to do. And I, every time I load my PS4, I see it on my little, you know, bar of apps yeah. and games. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I still need to finish you. I'm sorry. March, though. March for me has two games. It has Devil May Cry 5 mm-hmm. and it has Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Which is funny, because Devil May Cry 5, so when I pre-ordered all those games, I have four games pre-ordered that are all on the same sheet, they're on the same receipt. I keep forgetting about Sekiro, which I should (laughs) not, why the fuck am I forgetting about this game? For those that don't know, this is the next uh, From Software game, so get ready, but... I keep forgetting about this game because I didn't pre-order this at a store. I pre-ordered this through Steam, and I have it purchased, and it's on. It's in my library as an icon. If I go right. to it, it says, you know, coming soon or whatever, but I have more than four games pre-ordered. I just keep forgetting about Secure. I'm so sorry, Secure. Can you ever forgive me? No, it'll be a surprise when you're able to play it one day. Yep. And 
a, a little part of me does kind of want to get Kirby's extra epic yarn just because I'm a big Kirby fan. I'm, <laughs> I'm a big Nintendo fan all the way around, so it's whatever. Yeah. I mean, uh, Yoshi's, go ahead. All together, though, this year, looking to be pretty good despite this is supposed to be, I think, one of the off years. Well, see, this is what I'm worried about as we'll go down this year. I'm, I'm worried about some things. Okay. Uh, so Yoshi's Crafted World as well. I want to get that because I like Yoshi games. I like Nintendo games. Duh. But here's the thing. What I want. I, w- when I look back at Nintendo games that predominantly feature Yoshi, like Yoshi specific games, Yoshi's uh, Woolly World was pretty good. Yoshi's Island, uh, the uh, Super Mario World sequel, mm-hmm. was, yeah, very good. Arguably one of the best platformers ever made. When, so, decades ago, one of the summers I was at my grandmother's, uh, I rented Yoshi's Story for the N64 because I was able to borrow a friend's N64 and I had some money where I can go to a local store and rent some games. I know this is sound like, okay, dude, what's your point? Well, this is very <laughs> rare for me. <laughs> I didn't get games and shit like this. So I didn't have money for that damn sure. But I went and rented uh, Yoshi's story because it looked good. It looked, I like the cutesy. At the, okay. Two things about Yoshi and Kirby. Okay. They're cutesy games. They're kid. They're, they're borderline pretty much kiddie games and they have cute looks. I don't give a fuck. I like them. I like that. That, that That's appealing to me. Nothing wrong with that. I like their, yeah, I like their characters being that way. So I get this in 64 game, bring it back home, start playing it. I beat a level. I beat a level. I beat a level. I beat a level. I beat the game. I said, what the fuck? What? <laughs> eh, there must be something wrong here. Like something kind of gave it away when I beat a level and then the like the book flipped over. I was like, what? What? I think all in all, please correct me, but I want to say there's only like five, ten, there's like 15, 20 levels in this game, period. But even that, you can only play so many at a time. Like, you only play, like, five or six, and that's it per playthrough. Hmm. So you have to find alternate routes and alternate ways to unlock the other levels. And even when you do that, you can't you, you can't just go through all levels at the same time. You have to you, you bounce around. That did not appeal to me at all. However, just the look and feel of that game, I enjoyed. I like the cuteness of it. I like the I like the level of I like the level of cute that they went to. I like the design. I like the way it looked. I like the sound effects. I like the the subtle but very stylistically stylistically Yoshi music. But the game was so incredibly short that people hate that game. It's understandable. I get it. But I want I want a game that looks like that. Update the graphics a little more if you want to. Like make it what you what they're trying to make with the with the Switch graphics. But have a titanic amount of levels like have a yoshi's island uh amount of levels that that's all that's all i want i don't need it to be super kitty and super cute easy which is what the last couple games have been like but yeah i'm gonna get it i know i'm gonna get it because i want to play it i'm pretty (laughs) sure my wife will play it too but I saw the trailer for it, and I like the gimmick, but 
it's 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 what I want, but not what I want. It is a new Yoshi, and it's on a new con- it's on a new, new Nintendo console. Great, but it's just not what I'm looking for. Sure, kind of like when kind of like when I looked at Star Fox Zero, which I own and haven't played yet. But God, I've seen all kind of playthroughs of that game. So they gave us what we were asking for with Star Fox Zero. They gave us, hey, get back in the R wing, get back and fly around, yay! But the 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 the, the gimmicky controls of the Wii U made that not good what what we need to do chris is we need to get me hired at nintendo that's what we need that's what we need to do i i have the answers nintendo just listen sure just listen to me we'll get right on any that. other yeah any other games in march you're interested in uh i'm i'm kind of hesitantly looking at division two I did not like the first one. A lot of people didn't like the first one, um, but it did get better. Um, it wasn't better enough for me to go back and play very much. I think I jumped into it once after it updated, played it for 30 minutes to an hour and said, okay, I see where they improved some stuff, but it's still not up my alley. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of keeping my eye on Division 2. I don't expect to play it, but it might be good. So I might. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask you about another game that has a sequel coming out. Okay. Um, let me find it from the list up. Bam. Uh, have you played any of the Danganronpa games? No. Okay. Who who recommends this the most? Uh, Super, Super Best Friends recommends the Danganronpa uh, series. I've heard them talk about the whole series in several podcasts. I've heard almost all of them talk about it, including Liam. I think Liam was one of the one of the big promoters of this series. The and again, this is coming from a guy that owns them but hasn't played them yet. Uh, the gist is it's stylistic for one. Okay, so think of the Persona, how stylistic it is. Mm-hmm. These Danganronpa games also have their own look, their own music, their own little quirks, their own little Final Fantasy-esque touches to them. And they're, it's stylistic in their own universe. And if I... God, people are gonna people are going to crucify me if I get this wrong. But if I remember right, the gist of these games are these kids are locked in some place... Uh, it's like a bunch of uh, very individualistic high school style kids, kind of like Persona, and they get locked into some place and they are ordered to start killing each other one by one. Like they're like at the at the time, you know, an hour from now, we're gonna ring a bell. When we ring the bell, somebody's gonna have to die. If you don't kill somebody, we're going to kill somebody, and yada yada yada. And it sounds really grim, dark. I I, I do I do understand that, but again, you have to think of the art and the music and the styles of Persona. That's what the game looks and feels like. Hmm. Your character is basically going around and trying to solve these mysteries. You're trying to find, you're trying to find out who's killing who, who's who's allying with who, uh, who's lying, who's telling the truth. Uh, there's deliberation. There's a there's a almost. Uh, I think there's like a almost 
uh, Ace Ace Attorney style thing where you're like interrogating people and you got to come to a conclusion. There are, I want to say, so if this is Danganronpa, so this is the Danganronpa trilogy Mm -hmm. for the PS4 coming out on March 26th of 2019. So... I I know that there are three Danganronpas, but there's one or two other offset games as well. I own one and two, and I own the offset. It's I forget the name of it. I have to close my Steam again. But and I've heard the third one is outstandingly good. The point I'm getting at is, Chris, I will play them eventually, and I will will definitely talk about it here on the podcast when I do. But I've kind of sort of got the vibes from this whole series that you know the persona vibe where it's like hey if you've been kind of ducking the series you need to try it so maybe this would be a good spot to to try that you know with ps4 having all three games in one go uh yeah i wonder yeah i wonder how much it's gonna be yeah i don't know i know that danganronpa 3 on steam right now is still up in the 30s or 40s, maybe even more, because it's a fairly new new game. Uh, this series is not even that old. It's we're talking like 2014, 15, something like that. So, 60 bucks yeah. on Steam on uh, Amazon. Ah, huh, well there. Yeah. And again, I think I if these games are good, I would definitely say that's worth it just for the fact that the third game right now is still so new. It's up in the, you know, again, the 30s, 40s, whatever. So eh, I've got them. I'll check them out. I was actually going to I was thinking about starting that, you know, a few weeks ago until I remember that RE2 was coming out. I was like, no, I don't want (laughs) to I don't want to play a start and stop game right now. Yeah. I'll throw this on my but, list to watch. Yeah. If anything, maybe you can go... Uh, let's see. What is his name? Uh, Austin Eruption Chris is also another really good YouTube channel I subscribe to. He's just... It's just one guy talking to a camera. It's not a group. But he does a lot of anime slash video reviews. I believe he's reviewed Persona... Uh, he talks about some anime here and there. But he, he has a couple review-style uh game uh videos about the Danganronpa series and if I can't sell you on it I know he can so something to check out mm. uh Mortal Kombat 11 comes out in April I again I know it's a fighting game but it's still pretty cool that the new Mortal Kombat's on the <laughs> yeah. way uh, there was another and, video recently showing off some more fatalities I think yeah there was a fatality that uh, Wooly was talking about on the latest Castle Super Beast, which is their new podcast. That's just him and Matt. Uh, and he said he's he was he he saw a fatality was that was hands down the best fatality Mortal Kombat's ever done. Now that's very <laughs> subjective. That's very subjective, yeah. and it could be something that he likes that you know never nobody else really cares for. I personally think one of the one of the coolest. Yet, arguably gruesome fatalities. This, we could have a fucking episode about this, Chris. This is a <laughs> fucking talking about Mortal Kombat fatalities. Was, I want to say it was, I'm pretty sure it was Kung Lao, where he takes his hat off. I think this was in Mortal Kombat 
10, where he takes his hat off. You know how sometimes he'll spin his hat before he takes it off? Yeah. He spins his hat, and he throws it vertically into the ground, and it's spinning in the ground, and he takes the he takes your opponent, his opponent by the feet, and pulls it, pulls them through the blades, and oh, the blade yeah. just cuts them vertically in half. Oh, I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> and I mean... <sighs> Chris, I really wish I lived in a different lifetime or a different lifestyle sometimes because I Mortal Kombat 11 is is stylized just like uh Injustice 2. You know, it has that level of graphics and detail and all and and the, the you know the they're going to have gruesome fatalities. You know yeah. the combat system is going to be revamped and mm-hmm. everybody's going to want to know what new characters are coming out or what old characters are getting a new look and yada. There's so many great things about a Mortal Kombat 11 even just from the trailer alone. And yet even if I get it, I'm only going to play it for a little while and I'm going to drop it. Yeah. I, I wish I played in a world as a kid where like I had that competition burn into me, you know, where I wanted to get online and play against a bunch of people and yada yada yada, but I respect fighting games from a distance. I will watch an Evo, I will definitely watch a top eight or a final eight or whatever they call it. I I'll watch it and I'll I get excited like everybody else, but eh. Yeah, I hear it's you. A, it's a it's a game I'll pick up and put down. But that being said, Chris, now we're getting into what I was what I was talking about earlier about what I'm worried about. So if if I'm looking down, uh, sorry, audience, I realize I ju- I'm just now doing this, but I'm looking <laughs> at a Game Informer article for uh, video games being released in 2019 let me scroll to the top real quick and see this was published january 24th 2019 at 11 20 in the morning that's hyper specific but <laughs> so i'm sure this will of course this is going to change over time it has uh, bef- this isn't so that date was yesterday i've seen this yeah. article before yesterday so that's yeah. just when it was last updated so if I'm so January, there were looks like around fifteen something, ten to fifteen games. Mm-hmm. About ten to fifteen, maybe even twenty for February. Fifteen to twenty again. About ten to fifteen for March. I see two for April. I see three for May. June has one. July doesn't even have anything. I think it has Shinmu three. That's one. Now no, that's it August. does have a. <laughs> Yeah, well, it does have a laundry list of games without confirmation mm-hmm. dates. So let me burn through this real quick. That new Battletoads. Oh, <laughs> and so, man, I was so fucking happy to see that. Just just because. So before just, you... Sorry, I thought you were done. That's, no, 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 go ahead. Uh, before you jump down the list too far, remind me, when is E3? Ooh. What dates are those uh, following? Uh, well, if I'm using my brain, uh, which which is okay, not working June. at all. Okay, so June. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to look it up too. All right, so I was thinking maybe something E3 related with timing and stuff, but that wouldn't really cover April and May. Yeah, like. There, if I'm looking at my pre-orders alone, there are at least five games this year that I do want to play. 
Mm-hmm. But so as I'm looking down this list of games without dates, I'm just going to I'm just going to list off the ones that I'm interested in and you can do the same, Chris. Battletoads and Bloodstained, of course, Bloodstained. Uh Dragon Quest 11 S. Oh, okay, that's the Switch port. Yeah. Uh, it says Final Fantasy 7. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, we know how that is. Yeah, we do. Final Fantasy 11 is coming. Nine. I'm sorry, 9 is coming to Xbox One and Switch. Okay, sure. Zodiac Age. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. I mean, that's already uh, out on PS4. And yeah, it Steam. is. And Steam, yes. Gears 5. We'll 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 get to gears whenever I get to my week. I'm so aggravated. <laughs> uh, maybe Luigi's Mansion Three, but I've never even played any of them. I just know they're really good. The Marvel Ultimate Alliance, honestly, Chris, that game looked pretty good from what I saw at whatever the thing was. That I think it was E3, <laughs> E3, maybe, or was it the Game Awards? I think there was a Marvel. There was a Marvel Alliance something that we saw. I want to say it was at the Game Awards. Oh, maybe. It, yeah, whatever it is, it looked the trailer looked good to me. But for some reason, that game is getting. Uh, from what I saw, the game is getting shit on. Psychonauts two. Oh man, I'm looking at you. I feel so bad because I have tried you at least three different times in my life, and I could not get too far in the Psychonauts. I don't know why. That game is right up my alley, Chris. There are collectibles. It's a platformer. It definitely has a cute, quirky little story. But I never got all the way into it. I never beat that game. I just got bored of it after a while. So it's sad to say, Tim Schafer, that you got a sequel coming out to it. But I'm not interested. Yeah, but there are a lot of people excited for Psychonauts, too. Yeah, I more, hey, more respect to him. Now nah, I don't look down on anybody. Samurai Showdown again, fighting game, but I'm I'm happy that people are getting a new Samurai Showdown. I mean, they ha- it has its own following. It's it's definitely a good fighting series that that gets overlooked these days. So cool. Uh. I had another one. Oh, Skull and Bones. <laughs> Man, I'm still interested in Skull and Bones. I don't yeah. know what happened. That game seemed to have fallen off the world, but that's more pirates fucking combat shit right there, and I'm all about it. So we'll see. We shall see. Yeah, I think they... Let's see. There's an article from last week. Development moving along, but still no release date. So they're just quietly working on it, which... Okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yep. And then Wolfenstein, the young, young blood. Sure, because these last two Wolfenstein games have been fucking awesome. So sure. But e- even all that being said, Chris, if I look through this list and pick out shit that like I'm, I would tell my wife, I'm going to buy this game or I'm going to pre-order this game. You can't stop me. I've kind of already got them. And it's only those five. The rest of these are just kind of okay. Yeah, know, so I, I see a few in there that I wouldn't turn a, turn away a gift of. But I might. Uh, so looking at the without confirmed dates for me, I I think I might look at Animal Crossing. I played one 
not too long ago as a DS version, but again, uh-huh. DS, you know, it's hard to play uh, handheld when I've got, you know, a desk consoles in front of me. With it being on Switch, I'd probably buy it and play it. Um, the, let's see, Fire Emblem, Three Houses coming to Switch. I don't know if that's a typical Fire Emblem or if this is a different type of game. I haven't really looked into it, but yeah. this could be a Fire Emblem game I play. I I actually own the, I don't know if it's the last one now, but one of the last ones, if not the last one for the DS and I started it, and I enjoyed it. I just, again, handheld. Uh, yeah, yeah. The big one on this list is the Pokemon game. Oh, yeah. Because this I, is going to be a main series Pokemon game on the Switch. First one I on a console. Did that? Yes, you did. Let me scroll back down to this fucking unreleased shit. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Where... Where is yeah, it? right above Psychonauts too. <laughs> oh my god, it is. Okay. Yep. Wow. You got well, contacts then? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I told you. I'm just fucking tired. Yeah, new Pokemon game, right? Yeah, talk yeah. about that for a minute. Oh man. Main series game on a console. There's oh man, it's gonna be so good. Um as much as uh Pokemon Let's Go, uh, Eevee, and Pikachu were decent games. They weren't bad by any means. They were remakes of Yellow, but they weren't anything new. And they had that Pokemon Go type of integration and controls and all that that kind of took away from the game as a whole. Uh, The difference to the trainer battles and all this, all these new things they tried with it. That's That's not Pokemon as, you know, the hardcore fans want what's coming up later this year. It should be. And yeah, it's going to be good. I yeah, hope. <laughs> so sorry, Pokemon. I didn't. But see, even then, even that being said, if I'm only talking for me, eh, depends. I mean, if, if the world starts shaking about this new Pokemon game, then yeah, I'd, I'd probably join on the bandwagon. But for me, this year's, there's a lot of, it's going to start off strong and then kind of peter off uh there i believe doom eternal is comes out this year as well and i think it has a december release only because that's what my uh that's what my receipt says anyway Uh, i found that out after the fact i saw december on the receipt and it was looking forward to it coming out december of 18 i had to look again it's like nope december of 19 all right (laughs) And I don't even see Doom Eternal on this list anywhere. No. But it's unless it got pushed up to next the uh, twenty twenty, which is fine. Go ahead, take your time, game. Do what you got to do. All I see for it is twenty nineteen. I don't think they actually set a date. Yeah, December is the placeholder. So yeah, if whatever, whenever that comes out this year, that that is another one for me. That's like, yeah, I'm definitely getting that game because I already have it pre ordered. So all that being said, there's about five games this year that I'm super excited about. Not super, but definitely excited about. I mean, Sekiro is way up there. That is, it is going to be so interesting to see what that game is, how how much uh, from software is in it, you know, how 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 mm-hmm. much from software it feels. 
with the, having the grappling hook and all this stuff in it. Just good, good. Devil May Cry Five. Fuck yeah, more, more of that stuff. I can't wait to see how how much like Devil May Cry Three it feels like. Doom Eternal. Yeah, get a sequel to a great fucking Doom game, and then Kingdom Hearts. <sighs> Time to get fucking confused. Oh man, uh, I, I am so ready. I am too. I am more excited for Kingdom Hearts three than I than I feel I am allowed to be because <laughs> I know that I I'm gonna have to go back and watch that twenty minute breakdown mm-hmm. repeatedly. I've got to get that shit down in my head. I want to be able to walk into Kingdom Hearts three and not be fucking lost. You know, man. If we had time. I didn't even think about it until just now. We totally could have had a Kingdom Hearts recap episode and just talk about it. Uh, why can't we? Oh, man, I've got so much other stuff to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe in 2023 we'll finally talk about the Kingdom Kingdom Hearts. I mean, we, we can... Uh, I don't know. And I don't know if you're prepared for that either. No. I'm not. Yeah, so, <laughs> so while I'm smacking on this delicious uh-huh. Reese's peanut butter cup, <laughs> why don't you tell me how your week's been? Oh man! And real before I get started, I would like to know how many things do you have for your week uh, besides RE2. Only let me see. No, I don't think any movies. No, no, just two games. That's it. Okay. Uh, so, all right, I won't feel bad then for talking for like three hours. Um, all right, so talking about Kingdom Hearts, uh, first thing I did Saturday, played Kingdom Hearts 2, uh, until I finished it, uh, on critical mode, uh, I, let's see, man, it's been a long week, uh, Monday was a holiday, so I had lots of gaming time and stuff, so my brain's kind of fried from jumping from thing to thing. Uh, but Kingdom Hearts 2, man, after playing that again, or playing 2 for the first time, but getting back in the series again, it's such a good story when you get uh, through everything. Um, I've still been watching Ko play. He's playing Birth by Sleep now. He's on the third character. Um, I'm actually, if I had time, I would actually probably play that <laughs> before Tuesday. Um because it looks good, and I like the combat system in it. But I'm not going to have time to play it and everything else. Um, but yeah, so I put 11 and a half more hours into it. I didn't record my total time. It took me to beat it, but uh, not too bad. Um, let's see, actually, because I would have written down last week. So 30, so probably 35 to 37 hours. Uh, to beat it on critical. And then I put a few more hours into it, running around doing gunny, gummy ship stuff, doing a lot of the uh, not-so-secret bosses. Um, I still have a lot to do in it. Um, but I kind of set that to the side after beating it um, because my girlfriend was starting to need to beat me if we didn't go kill some zombies. <laughs> um, so... We played... Not, uh, not a bad thing to have, man. Yeah. So we played some more Seven Days to Die. Um, they released a... I can't remember if I talked about this or not. I don't think so. They released a patch in the last couple of weeks where they adjusted some of the 
stats and skills and whatnot um, for the characters. And overall, I think it was an improvement. It's just one of those things, figuring out what all they changed on top of the hundreds of things they changed on the actual last uh, release, um, which got us playing again. Um, so I put, or we put another 17 hours into Seven Days to Die. Nice. Um, spread nice. across a couple of days. And we are now to the probably mid to late game. Um, <laughs> we got We got the blade traps unlocked. Uh, and before I even had them unlocked, I was very close in levels, but then the trader had some for sale. So I set those up with other stuff we bought from the trader, which I can't make any of this at that point. But I was able to, because of all my questing and building up uh, the token currency for the trader, I was able to buy all these useful parts and set up a defense. And we had our first horde night where our base didn't get... Uh, uh, infiltrated if you will invaded uh our front door took zero damage uh that's how big of a difference the blade traps made and also some shotgun turrets <laughs> so it uh the shotgun turrets alone didn't do it um i had bought one and it ran out of ammo pretty quick into the that horde night uh so we ended up getting invaded i didn't die she did so it was a not great night not our worst, but not great. But then I we upped the shotgun turrets to three and then added blade traps, which originally I only had three, but then I think I ended up with like 15, 17 or something like that. Or yeah. 12. I don't know. Two sides of the base were covered, and they were the size they came from, uh, including the front door. So they just got murdered. Um, so that's kind of the... One of the things about the game is you have this cliff <laughs> for difficulty and we got to that point and now it's easy again uh or it's easy for the first time actually since in this patch because it didn't start off easy normally it starts off easy and then gets harder this one started off we both died several times the first horde night uh which is unusual um but yeah now we're to the point where it's like okay we're we're in easy mode <laughs> set up the blades and we're good so i don't think we're going to have an issue for a very long time. Um, Good. Crafting ammo, super easy now. I'm high enough. I'm, I unlock uh, one of my... So with the way they have the skill system set up, you kind of have to specialize in what you want to do or you're going to end up doing not great in anything. Uh, so I'm specialized in crafting. So I have all these things set up and put points into for crafting and... Uh, now that I'm unlocking all the good recipes, yeah, the game becomes much easier, and that's when we kind of lose interest, and it dies down some. Um, so we'll probably play it a little bit more, but I don't know how much we'll actually play it beyond that. Um, because after that's kind of, well, okay, well, what do we want to do? We're no longer having to worry about survival. You know, what's next? <laughs> do we just go out and murder zombies for fun? Is that all we're going to do? Because that's pretty much all there is. You know, level up. Um, speaking of leveling up, one of the big changes they did make is they boosted the experience for crafting and stuff. So support players that aren't actually out killing zombies all the time are able to keep a relatively close level. 
good those that are so i'm a big fan of promoting support in games like that That's oh, yeah. ever since ever since battlefield i've i'm all about that yep um so after she got her fill on that um i went back into dragon quest 11 a little bit uh mm-hmm. and i'm still doing post-game stuff and yeah it is it's rough wow <laughs> still uh, doing post-game stuff yeah i put another six hours in so i didn't put a whole lot of time in but it's another six hours on top of Man, however long i put you could have beat star uh star you could have beat spider-man in that time <laughs> no that was 12 hours uh, okay. oh wait i've now put 12 hours in post-game because it was six hours well. last week <laughs> <laughs> so technically you're right <laughs> yeah um yeah so and it's it's nice the way it's structured because i have all these things i can do in the post game now but there's a lot of things that i'm not high enough level for really but there's enough other stuff i can do to get my levels while i'm doing it that doesn't feel like i need to sit there and grind um i think the worst part about it is trying to grind out casino tokens um i'll keep that in mind yeah because i I hit the jackpot in the casino on the uh, uh, one of the gambling tables, but that that kind of spoiled me on it because I got in like 15 minutes, which is great. I was like, okay, I got wow. it, good. But that's only a million tokens, only a million, you know. Mm, and yeah. so I bought something that cost like 750,000, and then something that cost like 150,000. So I ended up with. When I started playing a couple of days ago, whenever I was playing, it might have been yesterday, uh, I had 50,000 tokens to start with, which isn't a lot. So I was trying to jackpot. I didn't hit it after like an hour and a half. <laughs> wow. So I'm like, all right, I'm just uh, going to yeah. I'm just going to idle on a slot machine one day and let that build up uh, tokens that way, because I don't yeah. have the patience for that uh, roulette yeah, stuff. Me neither. Yeah. It is brutal. Um, but yes, I'm still enjoying that. Still a great game. Um, I hope you're going to tell me you played it this week. Um, <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. No, I have not. Damn. Okay. Like I said, there, there, there was a laundry list of games. Danganronpa was one of them. I, I thought about playing Dragon Warrior 11, uh, Dragon Quest 11. And there was a couple other games too. Uh, the one that I picked was one that I've already beaten, but I just I really did not want to get anything into anything brand spanking new, especially if I knew it was going to be an extensive game because I, I ready for RE two. Yeah, but I um, will get to that game. I will give it <laughs> its good just RPG dues. It just may be a, a while. Sure. Um, so on the topic of gaming, but not gaming specifically, I started once again, learning the unity engine, um, back in 2015, I did, uh, one of their tutorials as one of the standard, one of the first games you typically make in a, uh, application like that is a asteroids type, you know, space shooter game. Uh-huh. So I did that all the way back in 2015, and I never really touched it again. But after last week, our discussion and, you know, me being bit by the 
game design bug, I was like, all right, I need, I want to pick it back up, learn a little bit more. Um, so I spent two afternoons doing tutorials for it. Um, it's, it's kind of frustrating because they have all these tutorials. You open Unity, it's like there's literally a tutorials tab for you to wow. use to do things. The downside is they're either really simple, overly complicated, or just don't work. Wow. So it's very rough. So the first day, I did a... Uh, it, it was titled a 2D roguelike uh, game. I was like, okay, that sounds like a good starting point. You've got a 2D map, uh, sprite-based, based on the thumbnail, I can tell it's sprites. I'm like, okay, that sounds reasonable. Um, the tutorial itself um, was outdated. It didn't show the... It didn't look anything like what my... Uh, some of the options didn't match up with what I was seeing in my window. Uh, wow. Like, completely different things. And I had to go find another drop-down that had the same option in it at one point to do it. And was the tutorial entitled Good Luck? <laughs> no, but it felt like it. Um, <laughs> and I will say at the end of it, my game didn't work. Um, oh, and looking at the wow! Looking at the YouTube comments, a lot of people had the same issue. Um, and that was even after going through the PDF they included of, hey, these are things that have changed since the uh, since the thing. You know, make sure you uh, make these changes. I made them and it didn't work still, but. Part of it was, I, I goofed at one point, but I got past that, and it was a lot of rewinding videos uh, going through this to figure out, okay, uh -huh. what am I missing? What's wrong here? Uh, why am I getting all these errors? Oh, I didn't capitalize things, or I capitalized them when I shouldn't, you know, civic case sensitivity stuff. But once I got past that, I was like, okay, I should be good. Nope. <laughs> it was it was painful. Um, the biggest issue with the tutorial itself, as far as the videos go, was the person was going very, very fast and wasn't explaining very much. Or He was explaining, but it was very brief explanations, and then he would just zoom ahead. He didn't do any, like, pauses. If you have someone following along the tutorial, I shouldn't have to pause the video myself every sentence. Right. It should be, yeah. okay... So you're going to go over here and I'm going to and do this and I'm going to explain after I do it because while I'm explaining, you can be doing it. He would explain as he did it and it was, okay, done, move on. Um, yeah. So it wasn't super useful. Um, so that, that took me like three hours to do. And it was, like I said, it did not end up well. I didn't have fun with it. It was pretty miserable. Um, but... That was considered an intermediate tutorial. Um, I jumped straight up in the intermediate. Uh, didn't really think about it. Didn't really care. Because um, I'm not a complete amateur at programming. I've you know, programmed before and it's C Sharp, which I use on my bot and stuff. So I've been putting a lot of time in the last couple of years learning C Sharp. So I wasn't too worried about that part of it. Um, it's more the Unity UI stuff that I'm trying to learn. Um, but yeah, so I was like, okay, I'll, yeah. So... The next day, I was like, all right, I'm going to do it like they have it laid out. I'm going to start with a bare basic tutorial and go from there. 
you know, up the ladder through their list. Um, <laughs> the first, like, three were a complete waste of time. Because it's like, all right, you click this tab to see this, this one to see this. Good job. Let's move on. It's like, okay, sure. <laughs> you, you didn't teach me anything other than, like, two parts of the UI. Um, Some things for nothing, Jack. Yeah, so I'm sure for people that had no idea what they were doing, it would have been more useful. But I had already gone through the roguelike one. So there was yeah. nothing useful. But I still went through them just to make sure that I wouldn't miss anything. Um, I think there were four like that. Uh, where it was actually a tutorial that took over the Unity window. So it would like, you know, game tutorial it, where it grays out stuff you shouldn't be clicking on yet and makes you click on the stuff it wants you to. Uh, type tutorials. So I did those. Those were fine. Um, and then the first actual game one I did was a, uh, I think they called it a 3D ball roller. Uh, basically like a marble game where you're collecting pieces on a map. Um, and the premise of it was a flat little world, if you will, like a 20 by 20 grid. And you put uh, tokens on it and then a ball and you set controls on the ball to roll around and make the tokens collectible. Uh, the tokens were little cubes that spun mm -hmm. and stuff. So it was interesting. It, that one was useful. Um, it was, and it was paced at, uh, it was still a little fast paced at parts, but overall the pacing was much better. So I was able to actually follow along, uh, until I screwed up, I pretty much didn't have to pause most of the time or I got distracted. Um, but I, that was that was useful. Um, and then and then the fun began. So I'm actually gonna pull up Unity real quick to make sure I'm not missing anything in this order because if I'm not mistaken, the next one in the list was a. 2D platformer toolkit. Now, okay, that Talking, okay, yeah, it, and the way it works, or is supposed to work. <laughs> throw that out there. The way it's supposed to work is you. This is literally everything you need to make a game. You have tiles you can drag onto the screen to make your platforms and the map around the platforms enemies the npc that you're playing or the pc you're playing as uh doors triggers switches all these things you know hazards spikes uh acid type stuff all these things to make a platformer you could literally load it up and make a game mm -hmm. make levels and progress through them except it didn't work it didn't work to the point where whenever First off, it took like 20 minutes, I say 20, probably more like 10 minutes for it to load all the assets into Unity to even start. Mm. And then after waiting those 10 minutes each time, I would click on one of the scenes included in the game to load it up and see what, you know, it contained or to modify it, etc. It crashed Unity. Wow. So it did that to me twice. <laughs> And I was like, okay, I'm done with this. So then 
There was, uh, I don't even remember what I tried after that. There was another one I tried, and it did essentially the same thing. Um, where loading it up, it was supposed to be a kit of sorts where you just move things around. They call them no-code uh, learning tools, where you don't actually have to do any of the C-sharp type stuff. You just drop assets. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't work. Wow. There were files missing or it wouldn't load and it was, man, it was rough. Um, so now I'm at the point where I'm kind of like, okay, well, I either need to just start making something and, you know, Google as I go, or I need to sit down and find some really good tutorials. Uh, the Oh, the other one I tried was the Tower Defense, which is right at my alley. I love Tower Defense games. And they mm-hmm. actually have a Tower Defense kit where you just, drop your stuff mostly um set up your values and whatnot and you have your tower defense game but it didn't work it didn't crash unity (laughs) so that was a bonus over uh, the 2d game kit one but nothing worked there were missing Mm. dependencies and stuff so you loaded it up and the start screen worked but i don't think any of the levels did so I was like, at that point, I might have gotten that one to work, but I was like, all right, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'll, I'm done for the day. I'll revisit this another time. Um, yeah. Yeah. But man, I still have the, <clears throat> I still have that game design bug. I, I want to make something <laughs> with mm-hmm. a UI because I have my bot and I have a lot of ideas for that, new ideas for that too. Um, I actually went there and started uh, transferring stuff into, you know, getting my Google Sheets updated and my to-do list updated and starting to add stuff to it for ideas I want to implement. I started thinking about story-related aspects because, you know, I call it an RPG, but it doesn't have any story elements yet. Um, But I started thinking about story stuff. Um, But I really want to do something with a UI and not just like a window because I... I currently code in Visual Studio using like a Windows form as my front end for it, but that's what I see. I want to yeah. create a UI for a game that I could send you and you could sit there and actually play, you know? Um, yeah. It'd be really cool. But I need I need to find some better tutorials or I need to settle on an idea of something to make to start out with. Because I'm not going to... You know, I'm not saying I'm going to jump in and make, you know, this huge RPG type game, but, you know, maybe a mobile game of sorts, uh, similar mm-hmm. to what my bot does, but a mobile version type thing. Yeah. More manageable. I already have the mechanics worked out. I have a lot of code I could probably even reuse because it's C-sharp um, and it's mostly logic. Once you have the logic and you just have to link it to the UI elements, essentially, and get those to work. Mm-hmm. But I need... I think I need to find some mobile-specific tutorials to really get, or even some toolkits to get an idea of how, because there are so many clones. I know there's got to be so many toolkits out there to make, hey, let's make the next uh, whatever clone, you know, the next uh, strategy game clone or the next Candy Crush clone or, you know, whatever. I'm sure there are plenty out there, and I could use that as a basis to look at the framework behind the games at least um and let's yeah. not forget you need a game to work whenever <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I need it to work when it's done. The ball rolling one worked great. That was that was the most useful tutorial I've done so far. Wow. Um, the the roguelike worked partially. Didn't work completely, but it worked partially enough to where I learned a couple things from it. It, w- it was useful for learning UI stuff um, mechanically. It didn't work. The code behind it wasn't good. Um, looking at the YouTube comments, there were a lot that were like, this is not how you should code. Do not do follow these practices. <laughs> he, uh, he had a lot of bad coding practices in general. Wow. Um, before we talk about RE2, or you talk about stuff, then we talk about RE2. The only other thing I want to talk about is Magic the Gathering Arena. So mm-hmm. I, I was justifiably annoyed with the game last week, but I did forget to mention some good things they changed. Um, they have added in a duplicate protection thing. So... The way it worked before is after you get for the fourth copy of a card, the fifth one went towards your vault, which when you get so many duplicates, you can open your vault and get some wild cards from it. Mm-hmm. It was pure wild cards. So if you, that was your one way to guarantee wild cards, essentially. Um, excuse me. So what they've done now, and it's not great for the people that need wild cards but in general for your collection it ends up being better overall because when you open packs or get rewards from the game now it will actually check and see if you have that card if you do if you have four copies of it it will give you a different card of the same rarity that you don't have so instead of wasting these cards over and over towards a vault that'll give you like a handful of wild cards after a ton of duplicates, now you're getting useful cards to actually increase your collection. Um, I think that's a really, really good feature, and I'm glad they implemented it. Um, I'm I'm still playing. I'm doing the dailies. I'm trying to build up gold uh, so that when they do unlock a gold draft for the new expansion, I'll be able to play it. I have enough now for six drafts. Up from five, I gained the 5,000 gold for that. And I'll probably have enough for like eight or ten by the time it ever comes out, if it comes out. Mm-hmm. So I'm just biding my time now. I'll eventually get it. But yeah, the they're still making improvements to the game. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> it's That's not good. all bad. Yeah. Um, I think that's... Oh, real quick. Before we get caught up in other things, because uh, I don't know how much time we'll have uh, to mention this later. When we were talking about interactive games last week, I completely missed a subset of games. Because when we were talking about AI and all that, and what they can do, we completely glossed over... We mentioned Kenshi, which is, which is a good example, but we completely glossed over Dwarf Fortress, RimWorld, mm. games like those. Yeah, those have I've very robust AIs. <laughs> yeah, I played both, especially Dwarf Fortress. That's a that's a game where tons of random things can happen, and you'll play through a game twice through the same things, and you'll get different results. You know, wow. because they have so many environmental factors. Uh, NPCs have personalities and likes and dislikes, and people they like and dislike, and 
things that upset them or make them happy. Um, it's a very complex game when it comes to the NPCs and PCs. Um, so yeah, it's it kind of makes the whole conversation a little bit more frustrating because <laughs> there yeah. are all these games that do this all with AI. I mean, simulation games in general. There are so many good AI simulation games that I think we're discounting it because they don't, you know, look like a Fallout or Far Cry or, you know, an open world adventure game. These are right. sprite-based, top-down, typically, type games. So we kind of discount them, but... I think they're good examples of what is possible just on a smaller scale, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I wish I could offer anything to it, but I haven't played any of them, so that's probably one of the predominant reasons why I didn't bring them up. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, which we, again, another reason why I wish Adam was here, he, he, he may have played some of them. He could probably offer some uh, input, but... Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has, so I'll bring it yeah. up again next week, I, I think, when he's around. Yeah, yeah that's fine. We'll have extended corrections. <laughs> yeah. So, for my week, I lied, actually. I remembered one. <laughs> I played three <laughs> games, but that's okay. It's it's quite all right. Yeah, I didn't take too long. So, one of the... So, again, these past... A uh, couple weeks, uh, I put down Red Dead Redemption Two. That mm-hmm. that left a hole for me to start something. Sort of about I thought about some games. I thought about getting back into Dragon Warrior, Dragon Quest. Man, I'm a, I'm just fucking Dragon Warrior brain yeah. today for some reason. But I thought about so I, I played Dragon Quest Eleven for maybe about an hour at the most. I I didn't even finish the intro area all the way, so I have that in entire game to get to but i said no i don't want to play that one because again i don't want to get into a game where it's i don't want to stop in the middle of the game sure when re2 comes out i know i'm gonna do that i don't want to put re2 off yeah i can put kingdom hearts 2 off or kingdom hearts 3 off because i already have it i'll have it at that point and it was it's just a matter of time but right brand new game in the house gonna play it uh and yeah, the Danganronpa series, I, I was going to start with that one. I was going to start that one up, starting with the first one. So no, I don't want to get into a series either. Uh, and I did just a few of them, just some random other titles in my Steam list. Or my Steam list and I was like, yeah, I could probably try that one. Or I could probably play that one again when it just didn't fall. But I was talking to Adam at work about uh, Hitman. I mentioned that I had purchased the... Uh, the 2016 hitman right and before i do that let me let people know i'm not saying it was a mistake on my end i don't mind supporting a company uh by by paying for two different games but so there are two games out for this for these newer ended hitmans there's hitman 2016 which is just called hitman and then there's hitman 2 2018 mm-hmm. and if you purchase uh hitman 2 there is a dlc that you can purchase with it from what i'm understanding which is basically hitman 2016 sort of remastered sort of given hitman 2's quality of life and additions and changes and all that it's 
implanted onto Hitman One. So yeah. you could potentially only have to buy one game. Yep. I ended up buying Hitman One. Uh, I think I bought I either bought the version that came with the DLC or I just bought the DLC. I don't I don't recall. But I have the two thousand sixteen game. And Adam says that in his experience, these are games that you can pick up and play and put down. They're yeah. kind of mission centric as opposed to straight story narrative. So I said, sure, you know, I've been meaning to try. I've been meaning to try a Hitman game for a long yeah. time now. I mean, I've dressed up as him twice for fucking <laughs> Halloween. I look like him. But mm-hmm. also, I've, uh, I mean, I know what Hitman is. Hitman is a recognizable video game franchise and from what i hear 2016 did a really good job of bringing that back giving it a new look a facelift yada 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 so i bought it and started to play it and an hour later i put it down wow that was boring (laughs) oh man uh i'm gonna be i'm gonna be rude about this uh okay I i just want to be uh I didn't find and and now okay let me let me get real specific here on two things one I didn't even finish the tutorial mission I did not okay uh I walked around the area I fucking choked out a guard I changed outfits I went on the boat I found another guy choked him out changed outfits I'm I'm going to a new area and I there's the you know there's the Witcher sense kind of thing that you can you can tap the button for and it gives you a look of where to go. Mm-hmm. And I was laughing. I fucking was like fuck this. This is fucking boring. Uh, that's the way my initial impression of Hitman has been. Now the second thing that I want to be super specific about. Uh, I know how I am with games that I probably need to play this game a little more and give it more justice because the good parts of the game is probably right around the corner. The hook for the game for me is right around the corner, which is probably beating this this intro mission. But I I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting with Hitman 2016, but it wasn't giving it to me. And at the same time, I didn't give it nowhere near the right amount of time. I mean, like I said, I didn't even finish the tutorial area. But I just wasn't having fun with it. I It seemed so... My early onset criticism is that it felt very simplistic, I guess. I've played uh, Splinter Cell and beat it. That was fairly robust to me. It was fairly in-depth. I've played many Metal Gears where stealth was a, a thing that you really want to do. I play games where stealth and and getting past guards is is paramount to beating the game like Outlast and that's that's got my, you know, hide around corners vibe all kind of up there. But I know that's not a, that's not what Hitman is. You're not it's not just stealth. It's sabotage you know you're trying to find you're trying to infiltrate you you're trying to get from point a to point b it any way that you can creatively do it and there are many outlets to to go through any checkpoint i get Mm -hmm. it 
all this being said, because I don't want to spend fucking 20 minutes on Hitman, I tried it. I didn't really care for it, but I've heard too many people say too many great things about this game that I'm going to give it. It's just due soon, but yeah, just it didn't grab me right off the bat. It has not initially grabbed me. We'll see. We'll see where it goes next time I try it out. So I'm, I'm, I'm browsing through my Steam list and came across Hollow Knight. And I was like, oh, yeah, I did start that up again like months ago before I started playing something. Let's mm-hmm. wipe that file and get back into it. <laughs> this will be the third time that I have went through Hollow Knight, which says a lot. Uh, any game that anybody plays more than once, I think, says a lot. But Hollow Knight is a very long game. It is It is metroidvania to a t to a to a fault uh there's large expansive maps to 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 see all the dlc is available for the game now so you get you know if the game is is uh it's a longer game it's a longer experience and oh man such a great game i i have been I've been tolerating the idea of doing a Hollow Knight versus Castlevania Symphony of the Night uh, self-debate. Whether I want to take Castlevania down and put Hollow Knight up on my wall. Wow. But something about Castlevania still resonates with me. Something about Castlevania Symphony of the Night still gets my heart all flutter. And Hollow Knight does that too. There's no doubt about it. I think nostalgia is winning over Hollow Knight. Yeah. But I'm telling you right now, man. And it, and it's also because of the castle flip thing. As, as silly as that sounds, as much of a gimmick as that is, Chris, I totally get it. The fact that you go through that, that game, that whole castle in its entirety, 100%, and then you flip the fucking castle upside down and all those levels kind of sort of feel new again. Yeah, that that appeals to me. There is no mm-hmm. castle flip in Hollow Knight. However, there's almost as equal amount of time to play that game just because of how much is in Hollow Knight, because of how sure. large the levels are, because of how much shit there is to do and find and unlock and battles to fight and items to find, and abilities to acquire and ah. Hollow Knight is a motherfucking good platforming game. If you have not played it, you need to. As much as we talk about Persona 5, if you like platformers, go play Hollow Knight. Uh, I recently saw a mini documentary on how I, I I never knew what that game was like before the actual release. That game came a long way. It yeah. looks so different today than what it used to be. It's, it's To see the growth of a game, to see the changes come in, to see... Uh, uh, backers and like kickstarters and people giving money like yes we yes here's more money make it even better and they're like okay and they made it even better <laughs> so yeah uh it's it's fun i'm still enjoying it on my again this te- if you really want to be technical this is about my fifth playthrough because there were a couple times where i played it and then another game has came in and, and moved it out of the way kind of like resident evil 2 is kind of doing right now yeah but 
but again, like I said, I want to take my time for RA2, so don't I'm not don't put it past me like uh, I'm off this weekend. Don't put it past me Sunday to play RA2 for like two hours and then go play Hollow Knight for two hours. I mean, I may do that. I, I, I actually thought about doing it tonight if I didn't have to record. I was thinking about going to play a little bit more Hollow Knight. That also should tell you how much this game, how good this game is to me. There is a new video game out right now, number one. Number two, it is a remake of one of my used-to-be favorite video games of all time. And I'm still thinking like, yeah, you know, it's. I'd like to go back and play some Hollow Knight. I just kind of like to bounce back and forth between that new hot item game and Hollow Knight. That's that's a big deal. So uh, I can't tell you a percentage of where I am. I've unlocked probably a probably three fifths of all the maps. Um, I'm just making my I'm making my way through it. Uh, I don't know if there's a I don't even know if there's a percentage uh, counter for Hollow Knight. There's still a lot left for me to do, though. I do know that. There's a ton of bosses I still have to go fight. There's more charms I have to find, uh, weapons to upgrade, areas to unlock, DLC content to go through. So yeah, it's and I've got I'm already I'm already back up to like I don't know 10, 12, 15 hours, if not more, probably more than that. So I love Hollow Knight, man. It, it is a really good game. It is a it is a super solid uh, slash em up plat platforming metroidvania and this is the third time that i'm going to be going through this game and completing it that means doing all the stuff in it and i i'm i'm happy i love it i'm enjoying it no dull moment no gripes no complaints i like it i like it all the way around and i feel like i saw a movie but i can't recall it must not have been must not have been too important Mm -hmm. uh that's it chris let's talk about resident evil 2 for just a wee bit all right let me let me go first okay go ahead um because i know you're gonna gush for quite a bit so i started this morning i wasn't planning on playing re2 i'll go ahead and throw that out there. i think i mentioned a little bit i probably wouldn't uh it's not typically my type of game i didn't like the controls in the old school playstation games um, I don't think I played two for more than like an hour back then either, uh, mm -hmm. because I started playing this and I got a little bit of familiar stuff. I know part of it's because it's the remake, but the whole vibe, I don't remember most of it, uh, or really any of it, I should say. Um, okay. but I started watching Co play it this morning and I was like, okay, he was playing on hardcore, which yeah. Anyway, um, he's playing on hardcore and I was like, okay, this looks good, but I'm not playing on a hardcore. I'll play it on yeah. normal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, man. Um, especially not having a lot of experience in the franchise like I don't. I'm, um, I'm glad you've learned your lesson after God of War, man. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm... So, let's start with some positive things. The game looks well, great, like I said earlier. Let 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 me <laughs> let me ask a few things okay. first. Uh, obviously, uh, well, maybe for the audience, I guess I don't plan on spoiling anything, right? To the to the degree of I'm looking at a few little bitty notes I've taken in here, mm -hmm. and I'm not I'm already pulling some of this back because it's stuff that I don't want you to know about because I see. 
I spy with my little eye that you're playing through is Claire. Yes. I'm playing through as Leon, not because you're playing as Claire, but because when I first played Resident Evil 2 for the first time decades ago, I first played as Claire. So this time I'm going through as Leon. So the reason I'm playing as Claire is because when I watched Ko play it for a couple hours, he's playing as Leon. Yeah. So I wanted it to be different enough to where, and there are pretty big differences. uh, Yeah. Bigger than I was expecting. Once I realized certain things, awesome. Uh, so that so there's that. Yeah. We're not we're not going to spoil anything for the audience. We're not going to spoil anything for ourselves. Each other. Better better way to say that. Uh, I have Chris. I've got like maybe three hours in, if that, maybe two. So I'm not even that far in. How about you? I got four hours in. Okay, good, good. So we're almost on this equal footing here. Before we, in case we do, really quick, if anybody wants to fast forward through the next, I don't even know how many minutes. Uh, <laughs> I'm enjoying it so far. I'm liking it. I, it. I'm not. I'm not flying through the ceiling, loving it like just fucking ro- ro- eyes rolling in the back of my head, gushing. But I am liking what the fuck I'm playing. I'm appreciating what I'm playing. So there's my quick spoiler review. Uh, spoiler, spoiler free. free review. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So, all right. My quick version is I probably won't keep playing it, but it is a damn good game. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, horror games. I'm, I'm iffy about horror games in general, but the way this game makes you manage ammo and the fact that you can get to a point where you literally cannot progress because you like run out of ammo or something mm-hmm. i'm stressing playing this game <laughs> yeah, i don't I like you. it so i just i was like okay i got to the point where i'm four hours in i'm pretty far um as based on what i know how about roughly how long uh you know, a character's playthrough is. I'm pretty far, especially because some of my earlier time was close enough to what Co did on the stream that I was like, okay, I know what I'm going to do in this area. I know I'm nothing's a puzzle here for me. So I kind of, you know, breezed through that and then got to the unknowns. Um, and that's where it became more uh, a slower pace, if you will. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's causing me too much stress and I don't, I don't like it. I'm not having fun. Mm. Um, the the controls are much better than I remember PlayStation controls being. I have no oh, yeah, issues no there. No tank controls, man. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, damn good game. Just not. <laughs> it's not a Chris game. <laughs> yeah. And you know, again, if this, well, not again because we haven't even talked about this yet. But if this is not your style, if this is not your genre, and if that's something, you know, it's kind of like. It's kind of like me with the peppers, man. See how I tie this back in? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's always got to be back to food. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be back to food with us. I told you, welcome to the food cast. This is our yeah. underlying way of getting the real agenda out there. But yeah, man, if you don't, if you, if you like the what what you have, if you like what you see, but the game there there's an aspect of the game that you're that's not grabbing you, the gameplay is gonna either take you or remove you you know it's 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 gonna you're either gonna like it or you're not gonna like it it will take you out of the game if need be 
and I can understand that. I remember having a, a discussion years ago about a difference between uh, Silent Hill's way of handling "quote unquote" survival horror. Man, this is a great episode again. I seventh time saying it now, but I wish Adam was on here because he's all about these discussions. But um, and not saying you're not, but I I I love ribbing him about survival horror. He's got this chip on his shoulder shoulder for him. Anyway, the way that Resident Evil and Silent Hill respectively handle it. And somebody brought up a really good point was like, yeah, well, think about this in Silent Hill, like Resident Evil, you have weapons in Silent Hill, like Resident Evil, depending on the distance you have. And sometimes it's a little easier in Silent Hill because the areas are bigger. You could run around shit. You know, if there's something yeah. coming at you, you can just get away. But there's also one thing that Silent Hill has that and I was talking specifically Silent Hill 2 because I've only played 2 and a little bit of 3 that Resident Evil for the most part doesn't have and that's melee weapons. Yeah. There is a knife that you could that you get in Resident Evil 2 remake spoilers which I guess that's spoilers but I, I I'm pretty sure there was some type of getaway situation in Resident Evil 3 so the whole knife thing shouldn't be that new to you. But that knife is not a that's not a go-to. No. It's 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 more of a holy shit, I fucked up. I gotta get out of I gotta get out of the danger zone right now. Mm -hmm. And if I keep doing this enough, my knife will just be destroyed. So yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm putting the kettle I'm putting the um, the kettle in front of the horse. There we go. <laughs> I'm, I am putting the kettle in front of the horse. Uh I'm putting the card in front of the, in front of the horse because that's a little bit too far in the game for what I was going to bring up. Uh, I really don't know where to start. Again, I've only had a couple hours into this game, but uh, man, so right off the bat, an interesting note: Chris, gas was a dollar oh nine in Raccoon City. Whenever <laughs> I mean, uh, in this area, whenever this happened, and I was like, man. Those are the days, right? Back in 99, I guess, 2000, 2001. Feels like it hits. Feels like it hits on a good time. Um You know I like details, Chris. You know yeah. I'm all about picking out details. I love seeing little little touches. I love seeing little things where somebody said, "All right, let's stop. Let's look at this situation." Okay, we need to make that better. We need to make that little thing better. We need to make this situation seem a little bit more believable. So, Leon rolls into town. I'm trying to keep this as spoiler-free as I can. He rolls into town, stops at a gas station. Like any other gas station in the world, there's it's there's a roof over the, over the gas station. Uh, you get out the car, and they want you to go. Well, instead of going in, I spent a good half an hour, if not more, outside of this gas station. Just looking. I was looking at details. I was looking at little posters on the wall. I was looking at details of the gas. I, I go overboard with shit like that sometimes. But again, with me wanting to take my time with this game, that fits for what I want to do anyway. But I noticed a couple things. One, so I made Leon walk from the gas tank outside just go wander mm -hmm. when he went outside as soon as he started getting wet he did the fucking human mini shoulder shrug thing like uh 
when he came back in from out of when he came back in out from the rain, he's kind of like squeegeed his body off, like his jacket and his coat. I was like, that's okay, okay, all right. So another thing, I went walking around, and if imagine pulling out of a gas station with a road right in front of you, you can go right and you can go left. That's where you could go. I looked to the left and I couldn't see where the end was. And I was like, here we go. Here's a test. So I had Leon run all the way down this road. If I was to tell you, if I was to ask you, Chris, Mm -hmm. when you take a character and you run him to an area where the game says, okay, you can't go any further, what do you typically think happens? Uh, Invisible wall, character dialogue. Bingo. Barrier. So what I typically see happen is a character that's in a running animation will run and run and then will hit an invisible wall and he will still be running in place and just not going anywhere. The game does a little pseudo cutscene where Leon gets to the edge and looks out and goes, hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing out there, and turns around for you. Just little <laughs> details like that, you know? No invisible wall, no crazy, weird, hey, it's still a video game thing. A little mini scene of, hey, uh, yeah, there's nothing for me to see here. I need to go back that way. Nice. Nice. I fought a zombie, Chris, mm-hmm. and shot both the sides of his face off. Mm-hmm. I shot... Th- no, let me... Let me... Let me just- say that better i shot both sides of his head off so anybody that knows that's worth their weight you hear them talk about a game that features zombies what the fuck do you do you shoot them in the head let me tell you what resident evil 2 teaches you shoot them in the brain and nowhere else don't shoot them don't aim for the head because if you shoot them in the cheek their cheek's gonna blow off you shoot them in the eyeball, half their face, half their head's gonna blow off. You shoot them in the jaw, their jaw's gonna fly off. And they're gonna keep coming at you, and you're gonna be frustrated, like I was, going, I'm hitting them in the head. What's the deal? Die, or re-die, or whatever. <laughs> this is the fifth bullet I'm putting in your face. And the zombie still comes at you. Aim for the brain. If you get a brain shot, they're gonna go down, or, the, or sometimes their head will explode completely. Yeah. But that was that was all right game. Okay. <laughs> that was a that was a welcome to the game moment for me. When a zombie was coming at you and you shoot him in the head and both the sides of his head fly off and he's still coming at you. Yeah. Yeah. I was really feeling that. That being said, does take a lot of bullets to take these guys down yeah you you really when i say aim for the brain i mean that as specific as i possibly can and i'm telling you that as a as a directive aim for the brain there are many physical mechanics of these zombies i've shot them in limbs i've like i said three times now i shot half their face off half their head off and yes, you can shoot them in the legs and they'll fall down, yada, yada, yada. But you really want to take these fuckers out as quickly as you can because yeah. they will they will be on you quick. 
they will there will be two of them on you quick and i i got taken down by two at the same time and that was that was incredible to see <laughs> i was scared shitless and i wanted to get up because i didn't want to die but one zombie jumped at me on the left hand side and was gnawing at me another one jumped at me on the right hand side and pushed me down and they both came down with me still on me still grabbing me and biting mm-hmm. and shit that was fucking awesome uh, and feel free to interrupt me, Chris. Tell me if you want to talk about some moments that you enjoyed or things you noticed. Yeah, it's pretty much everything you're saying about shooting them. It's it was certainly a less, and even watching Co play he, and being on hardcore, he put like ten bullets at first when he was first starting. He was like, "It's not going down." Yeah, and yeah. part of that's just like you were saying, you got aim for the brain, etc. Part of hardcore is absurd in difficulty. Yeah. You have to like avoid 95% of the zombies you find. Mhm. And you're going to run out of ammo quick. Yeah. If we're specifically talking about that, I didn't write, I didn't write anything for that down, but yes, I've already had on a couple occasions where man, I again, and this early in the game, even with previous knowledge of these games and how they work, I'm already, after about the third or fourth zombie that I could actually combat against, I'm already in that, okay, I need to conserve. I need to either conserve or get better at shooting because this can't work. I can't be using nine shots for one zombie. It's taking nine shots because my aim isn't good enough. They aren't actually that tough. It's just you got to be so precise. You got to be in a take them down mode. Well, some of them are. Yeah, and then as you progress, there are things that you that I'm sure I will learn little little tricks. Like I, a trick that I remember from RE2 was, uh, or RE3, one of the two was using a knife at the feet, and that would make them fall down, and then you can just shoot them in the head because they're not moving them when they're on the ground. So we'll see, we'll see how the combat goes. But for right now, I'm. Sh- it's to the point now where I'll put two bullets in a zombie, and I'm like, if this third one does not kill, I'm done. I, I can't. I'm sh- I just got to go around you, which that also sucks because now your ammo's wasted. But you, I, I don't want to keep wasting more ammo. Yeah. Uh, no increments. No ink ribbons needed to save. That's awesome. On hardcore, nice. there is. Oh well, fuck me running. <laughs> I'm staying right where I am on this standard mode, whatever mode it is. Normal. Chris. Yeah. The goddamn camera stays where you set it. <laughs> Thank you. And I wish I wish Red Deb 2 was in here right now so I could point my fucking finger at it and go, you suck. <laughs> Wherever you put the Y axis in this camera, no matter where I move, that's where the fucking camera stays. That is such an important thing to me. That is so nice. And even with even though this game could go out of their way to just drag the camera away from your control because they want you to focus on something, mm-hmm. there are some times where it does that. But I've wa- I've ran down complete hallways and damn near had my camera pointed at the ground. And it said, no, nah, man, this is where you want me. This is where I am. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Resident Evil 2. I- thank you. Teach these other games how to do that because so many <laughs> games don't know how to do that. Uh, I spent a good 10 minutes, that's no exaggeration, Chris, uh, probably a good 10 minutes 
in a hallway simply testing the flashlight physics and dynamics <laughs> just moving into corridors and seeing like going across a window with mm-hmm. my flashlight pointed into the window and strafing left and right and watching how shadows and light reflection and seeing how the light interacts into the next room around objects and stuff like that there was uh, this is so dumb. This is so simplistic, and I know I'm the only I'm the only asshole out there that sees stuff like this and goes, "Wow!" But imagine you were in a dark room, Chris, mm-hmm. and there is a picture, a large picture on a wall. And now imagine you took a flashlight and held that flashlight parallel to the wall, right next to the to the cam to the to the picture. Okay, mm-hmm. if you went on the opposite side of that picture, you could see light coming through. You could see like a reflection, basically, of the light bouncing between the frame of the picture and the wall all the way down. I saw that in this game. There were pictures on the wall and the way the light was moving around, it would be light, dark, light, dark. Wherever my perspective was, I could see light coming through the other side of the freaking picture. It wasn't just static glued to the wall. Right. There's physicality to these things. Yep. Little bitty details like this that I don't pick I don't pick out every one of them but I feel like I pick out a fair decent amount and I was just that was awesome to me. You know, they could have just had that glue to the wall and light just bounced around it and it would have looked shitty, but they said no, we're going to make lighting look as real as we can. Uh great sound effects and design. Mm-hmm. I have a very awesome stereo uh, Sony headset on. I mean I'm this is not bragging, it's just is what it is it's it's i think it was around 200 300 i don't know it is damn good with stereo surround sound i have not played this game with this headset on yet because i've been playing it through my tv usually my, when my wife's not here i play stuff through the tv uh just to save battery life with my headset and i don't have to charge it yada 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 so tomorrow and the next day when i play this game i will be playing it th- through the headset all that being said even with playing it through a tv the sound design the sound effects i was hearing all that stuff fucking awesome oh yeah i'm playing with my headset and mm -hmm. that makes it so much worse in a good way yeah yeah (laughs) hearing all every sound from like behind me with you know the stereo sound and our surround Mm -hmm. sound etc man yep uh, i wanted to take my headset off but i couldn't because i couldn't hear anything yep (laughs) I did have to spend a little bit of time, which I'm. it's fine. I'm, this is not a complaint. This is more like just talking about something I did. I did spend a good bit of time in the options, uh, specifically the graphics, try, getting a really good adjustment for brightness and like contrast because mm-hmm. anytime that I've watched people play this game, Chris, I've watched the demo, the flashlight, has made this game 10 times scarier than the zombies have in this game. The fact that I have seen a rectangle screen and Leon in the middle and him pointing his flashlight to the right and he can't see anything to the left. That's fucking awesome. And then when he moves the flashlight around, now he can see everything on the left, but now the right's so fucking dark. Well, as I'm playing this game, I can see everything. 
I I just I just had this I had the brightness and all that shit way off, way off. And I spent some time and fucked around with the brightness and the and all that stuff and got the lighting where I wanted to. So now now it's real fucking creepy. <laughs> now it's where I want it. And yeah. It's it's it's, it's eerie. That I'm not really doing is. that. I have my brightness up to where I can see things. Cause screw that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so there's that, and then back to the sound design. There was a moment where, and this has happened a few times, where I've been in a room slash hallway, and somebody in an adjacent room has been asking me for help. And one, there are multiple things they say. It's not like, Leon, help! Leon, help! Leon, help! It's not that. Like, there's 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 shambling there's groaning there's screaming then there's grunts there's what sounds like fucking shit being slammed up against the wall what sounds like objects being slammed together or Mm -hmm. shoved around or moved i've just sat there and listened like i really should save this guy but i really want to hear all this shit and i'm listening to all this i'm i'm listening for the loops you know, I'm listening for the lines in this game, and I, 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 I hear them, but it's after a long time. Yeah. Uh. So this is a little. Uh, I don't know if I want to say that. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I found something that was like a book that somebody had hand drawn some notes in. Yeah. And a little detail was that he obviously used a different kind of ink for one of the drawings because it actually bled through the other side. So I'm flipping the pages and it's like drawing, 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 drawing messed up design. And I flipped it back and forth. I was like, oh, the fucking ink bled through. That's (laughs) little fucking details, man. Yeah. Last thing. So good. Yeah. Last thing before I give like a mini pseudo actual spoiler maybe not spoiler just another review uh i was in an area where zombies were coming through the windows basically yeah but there were boards in the way so they couldn't actually get through however the arms still come through and it was so fucking unnerving trying to work my way around these arms because I was like, I know they can grab me. Yep. I know for a fact they can grab me. They ain't fucking grabbing me, though, boy. So mm-hmm. uh, just, yeah, nice. Uh, I'm enjoying the game so far. I really am. I'm liking all the nostalgic points that they're hitting on. I like uh, I like everything that I just went through. I haven't seen really too many negative things. Uh, I, I thought there were a couple of... So one small, I mean, rolling eyes in the back of my head, nitpicky thing to complain about. But when you get a note in this game or something that requires you to flip through the pages, if there's four pages, you have to go through all four pages before you can close out. That meaning That means if you pull up a note and that note is seven pages long, and you read it, you're done with it, you put it away. You go four, five, six rooms down, and you're like, oh, I need to read that note again because there was a thing in there I need to see. When you pull that note back up and what you need to read is on page one, you can't just close that menu out. You have to go all the way through all the pages, and then you can close it out. Again, not a deal breaker, hmm. not a nitpicky thing, but if you're asking me something to make me go, eh, that, that was one thing. 
I'm trying to think uh, if I ran into that, if I just automatically flipped through just out of habit. Yeah, you, because when you first get these notes, unless you know you just don't care about the narrative or story of this game for some reason, uh, you're just going to flip through that and you're going to be done. If you're picking it up and you're reading it, you're going to naturally be reading it. It's only been an issue for me when I've had to pull these things back up you know, down the road and yeah, readdress I, them or look at them again. I think a lot of them, the thing you need is usually on the last page. So I think that's why yeah. I haven't really noticed that. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think uh, I'm about to get real fucking pseudo here. All right, Chris, bear with <laughs> okay. me. But I think the fact that I know there aren't a shit ton of must play games for me this year is one of the reasons why I really want to take my time with this game. And I think that I want to take my time with this game so much that it's psychologically affecting me because I am not jumping through hoops for this game right now. I am enjoying it. I am having fun. It is creeping me out. And I am finding lots of things to go, man, the fucking detail here is great. This is, whoo. And there are things that are tickling my nostalgia bone. Like, there, this, this game has a lot going for it yet. But I haven't had anything yet that made me go, oh. <gasps> Oh boy, uh, I I don't know when in God of War originally that happened, but I feel like it happened fairly on, fairly early on. So, am I Persona Five shouting from the rooftops that this game is a must play? No. Am I enjoying it? Yes. Am I? Is it like ten out of ten for me? No. But. You know, I hope what I'm making, saying makes sense. Like, it's not the greatest thing ever for me, but I'm definitely enjoying it, definitely having fun, and we'll see where it goes. Uh, for you, Chris, and mainly, not because mm-hmm. you already know, but mainly for the audience out there, do not expect me to be beating this anytime soon, and do not expect me to be finished with it. If the game is good, I'm going to be going through as Claire, and depending on what things get unlocked or what extra things there are, I may be going through this game a couple times. But I, unless I just have a shit ton of free time here in the near future, which I don't think I'm going to, this is not going to be, all right, next week I'm going to have it beaten and here's the layout. It's not going to happen. I'm intentionally trying to make this game last for a while, and I have ways to do it. So that may be actually hindering my excitement instead of me just wanting to just, you know, play it sun up to sundown, foaming at the mouth. I'm trying to trying to approach it a little bit more relaxed. Sure. So. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying it so far. Like I said, it's it's a great game. Yeah. Design, mechanics, graphics, everything about the game is great. Um, I. I said I wasn't having fun playing it, and I'm going to stick by that because I was too stressed out. But if I wasn't so stressed, I would have been having loads of fun. (laughs) Yeah, and I understand that. I totally get that, man. There was a moment where I was in a room, and I was like, this is kind of goofy right now. This is kind of dumb. But I'm in a room now with no ammo. I have a knife that I'm scared to use because I don't want the fucking thing to break. I don't want to lose that knife. I actually have almost come close to losing it because I shoved it in a zombie, and the only way that you can get that thing back is if you kill it. Yep. And I didn't have any ammo, so how the fuck can I kill it to get my knife back? Anyway, I was in a room with no ammo, and 
three zombies were just it was the fucking Benny Hill theme around this table. <laughs> and I was like, I can't. I did the same thing. <laughs> okay, well, they're persistent game. So mm-hmm. if I leave this room, they're going to break out of the room and get after me anyway. I I, I don't have any ammo. I, I finally f- found some more ammo after some, some exploring, which I don't understand as a design mechanic for the game because i already know to explore the game is already teaching you to explore because they're teaching you that you need to go find shit in this game (gasps) i don't need multiple zombies in a situation where i can't kill them to go oh i need to walk around more i'm already being told that and already uh, i already understood that (coughs) excuse me but i did think it was pretty cool to be tackled to the ground by two two separate two individual zombies at the same time that's mm-hmm. yeah it was pretty cool the graphics are awesome dude the the detail and and the detail on everything but especially the detail in leon the detail in the zombies uh the 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 the, 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 the physics of shooting them and what happens to the body they're ragdolling oh yeah 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 uh, it's I'm, good i'm enjoying it i'm gonna put one word in discord um so it's not a spoiler for our audience um you played the old game, so this won't be a real spoiler for you. Okay. Um, but I just want you to be aware that this is kind of the tipping point for me when I was like, okay, I'm done. Uh-huh. I was like, okay. I did some stuff. Didn't work. Out of ammo. Dead. And gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That, that, uh, that was I'm, a tipping point. Yeah. I'm nowhere near that. <laughs> so... We'll see. We'll see how it happens. Oh. But yeah, that's pretty much it for my Resident Evil talk. Uh, it, I I will try to keep it as spoiler free next week, but it's going to be probably a mixture between Resident Evil Two and and Hollow Knight. Don't be surprised if Hollow Knight takes more. Uh, because yeah, man, again, I I can't emphasize it enough. That's a this is a game that I I don't I don't know, Chris. Honestly, I really don't. I guess because it's a Steam style game or uh, you know a, a, a Steam original game. Uh, the, this game is still under the radar for people. It's getting a Switch release. It's I don't know about PS4 and Xbox One, but Switch release is a pretty big deal. It's a, that that's outside of Steam that that game is getting released on. Yeah. And it is a damn good game. It is tight and solid. The controls, ah, here I go. Woo! Back on the Hollow Knight train. <laughs> and play Hollow Knight. If you if, if I ask you a question, audience, if I say, do you like Castlevania games? Yes, go play this game. Do you like Metroid games? Yes, go play this game. Do you like platformers at all? Yes, go play this game. That's that's all you need. If any of those three fit you, this game will this game will be great for you. You will enjoy it. I picked this game up after hearing about it, and glad I gave it a try because I'm on my technically fifth but third full playthrough, and that's that's good. That this game came out like year before last, I believe. It's still a fresh game, and I'm still playing through it. So, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, going back to the games for 2019 and, you know, getting kind of sparse later on, Steam's one of the reasons I'm not super concerned because we often don't hear about these games ahead of time or it'll be, like, a month ahead of time. And then it's like, yeah, "Yeah, this game's coming out, and you're like, oh, where did this come from? I never heard of this before. And then it's amazing. So Chris tells me... uh, 
a couple months ago <laughs> that there were 600-something Dreamcast games released, I yep. think. That's crazy. Yep. That is crazy to me because I mentally, for no with no justification other than what I saw and what I can what I can tell, I treated Dreamcast titles or the library a, a little bit better than say the the, the Sega Saturn. I I don't know why. I guess because the console never truly took off. The console, the Sega Dreamcast wasn't the greatest thing around when it was around, but it was. <laughs> so I always have this mindset that there was like, uh, there was maybe a hundred titles for for the Dreamcast, somewhere between seventy five and a hundred. No, there was six hundred something titles released. That's fine. I'm making this a point because as we do today's episode, which uh, is the top five Dreamcast games of all time, I'm sure there are audience members out there right now who saw that title and went, top five? What? There's no way. We're talking top 15, top 20. Well, (laughs) I've played a couple dozen dreamcast games in my lifetime and and that was it and i just felt unfortunately with the amount of games that i felt were out there that five was enough Mm -hmm. Uh, i do have some honorable mentions in here which i guess i could span them out to make it a top 10 but we originally stuck with top five and that's what we're gonna leave it as i'll tell you i wouldn't have had 10 (laughs) yeah uh, I, yeah, yeah. So real quick, Chris, I just want to run through my honorable mentions, uh, because I do feel at least all of them at least deserve a little bit of something to talk about in my personal life. Anyway, Quake three arena folks, uh, right. So under, uh, I think Chris <laughs> got to hear this a lot when I, uh, during our halo nights, but audience, you have to understand the roller coaster of first person shooters in my life. I went from Doom for the Super Nintendo. I realized 26,000 of you just had a heart attack, but sorry, that's I I played what I had. I had Doom I had Doom for the Super Nintendo. So that pace uh pace is the key here, all right? The pace of that is is whatever. You know, it's not super fast. It's on the fucking Super Nintendo. There's no Y axis movement. You get the idea. I then went to GoldenEye. Not so much a fast pace, but Y-axis movement. More first-person shooter reaction. Awesome. Okay, good deal. The next one that I sunk... The next first-person shooter that I sunk a lot of time into was Quake 3 Arena. 63 fucking miles an hour this game runs. You die... It's like immediately three, two, one, go. You're back in the match, and you mm-hmm. are always at this breakneck, damn near sprinting speed throughout this game. You're sprinting, you're jumping, you're vaulting, you're sprinting, you're jumping. You get a rocket to the face, you're dead. Three, two, one, go. You get this other weapon, you're running, you're sprinting, you're running, you're running, you're sprinting. You get shot, you get shot, you're dead. Three, two, one, go. Like that game was so fucking fast paced, and I loved it for that. But here's the kicker. The next first-person shooter that I got into heavily, Halo. (laughs) Welcome to Snail City. Welcome to Master Chief plodding around that world. 
So that's always want to point out to Quake Three Arena. I did play Quake Three Arena all a lot on the Dreamcast, and I it was the first online first person shooter I ever played. However, kind of a skewed life with that game because uh, the moderation <laughs> in the Dreamcast era of gaming was not that great. So if you had a Game Shark and you can get online, do whatever. They kind of had taken care of cheaters back in the day, but I would get into a match against, you know, five other people, seven other people, whatever, and everybody is running backwards and one shot, one kill. It's just, that's just the way it was because you could cheat online and they, didn't, they have, they just really didn't care. So thankfully cheating in moderation has come a long way since Quake 3 Arena, but that was my first like, all right, other people, I'm playing against other people over the internet, DSL, you know, here we go. Yeah. Uh, Soul Calibur, I love this series. Uh, all, again, it's a fighting series, so I'm a fan from a distance, but uh, many, many days and many hours spent playing as Kilik and playing just uh, the the one takeaway from Soul Calibur for me was they had was their exhibition mode. I used to show the exhib I would put the exhibition mode on loop and invite people over just to watch, <laughs> uh, just seeing the characters going through their motions of actual genuine martial arts uh, exhibitions. Uh, one of my favorites was Maxi with with the two nunchucks and yeah. Keelik, of course, just because, and just watching them do their thing. I mean, you had some not so good ones like whatever the fuck Lizard Man was doing, <laughs> uh, sure. But yeah, exhibition mode good. And you know what? I I genuinely would like to know if Soul Calibur two and three and four and five and six all have those. If not, that's that's sad. That should be a staple for the Soul Calibur series. Marvel vs. Capcom two, another fighting game. But but what do I really need to say about Marvel vs. Capcom two? Arguably the best fighting game in existence. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I had it, I played it, I love the music, I love the graphics, I love I love that game a lot. Good stuff. House of the Dead 2, I have played House of the Dead 2 on the Dreamcast in my house more than I played House of the Dead 2 in the arcades. That's crazy to hear? Sure, it's crazy to say. But a friend of mine had this game, and he let me borrow it, and he had an actual light gun. And I had so much fun with House of the Dead 2 in my house that I 100% of this game. I did everything possible. I got all the secrets, all the unlocks, uh wh what whatever you could do in that game back in 2002, 1 whatever, I uh -huh. did it and enjoyed it. Had a good time. Actually, no. 90s, I was still in high school, probably 98 or 99. Resident Evil Code Veronica, since we're talking about Resident Evil today, this is uh this is one of those Resident Evils. This is the one after three that made me go, oh, man, this is where Resident Evil needs to go. I was kind of a little off-put by the uh, the story of the twins, but I, I've always enjoyed Resident Evil Code Veronica. It's always been a high up there uh, Resident Evil for me, probably right under Resident Evil 4 for me. And then Fantasy Star Online, last but not least... Um, this was the first MMORPG I ever played, and oh man, 
So this is another one of those uh, Quake 3 Arena stories, Chris. When I played Fantasy Star Online, there were people all the... Again, with the game Shark, it was nothing to get into that game, get into the lobby, and have some random guy walk up to you and drop 9999999999 gold on the floor. Be mm-hmm. like, yeah, man, I just put a code in. I can make 50 of these. I can make as many of these as I want. Here you go. So the economy in that game was fucked. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the gameplay for what it was back in that time frame, again, on the Dreamcast online, was good. Yep. Lots of fun playing that game. Lots of fun. Lots of memorable times. Uh uh, the, the, the mod, the, not the, not modding like with a program, but the, the way that you could mod your character with the various armors and the different, the little pods that would fly around with you. Oh man, I, you could have guns, you could have, uh, like you could use your fists, you could have, uh, swords, all kind of weapons. It was, it was definitely a fun game and Again, my first MMORPG ever. So, the st- the Quake Three Arena relation is <laughs> my next MMORPG was Final Fantasy Eleven. So here I am going into Final Fantasy Eleven in that lobby area and being like, "What a fucking potion cost one hundred fifty gold? Well, how much does how much do I get for killing this rabbit? Nothing. Well, how much <laughs> do I get for killing that thing? A gold piece? So I'm like." Hey, yeah, I'll join your guild. Hey, can I have some money? And they're like, yeah, man. It, no, we don't give money out here. It's not like that. So, <laughs> big culture shock coming from one MMORPG to another. Mm-hmm. Point of fact, by the way, Chris, there are a couple tracks from uh, Fantasy Star Online that I still play in my stereo today. Um, nice. The first, the first, uh, the first area is one of them and the other one's just the title screen the uh, intro screen but yeah good game so uh any honorable mentions for you chris um i threw on uh mortal kombat gold oh yeah oh yeah yep it was a multi-platform game but it was also on dreamcast and it was one of the better games on it <laughs> yeah I, I would have to go back and look at the intricate details, uh, actually the intricate differences between Mortal Kombat Gold and Mortal Kombat Trilogy, because that weren't, I, I thought they were just, that they were both the same kind of game. Wasn't Gold just, here's a shit ton of characters? Yeah, or am I wrong? Gold, gold was essentially, I think, a combination of others. It was three okay. and something else and what Ultimate, whatever was around that timeline. Yeah. It was just a different version, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Probably like the Dreamcast. Well, no, you said it was multi plat. In, in, in any event, I can understand lots of Mortal Kombat characters on a Dreamcast fighting game. Got it. <laughs> yep. Uh, Chris, what's your, t- yep. what's your number five? So, my number five is a game that I can tell you very little about because I played it very little, but that's why it's number five because it's mm-hmm. the fifth most remembered game. <laughs> is, uh, Grandia 2. Okay. All um, right. That is also a my number five. Wow. We picked the same damn number five. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so RPG 
Um, I'm pulling up some images to refresh my memory again. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I own it, but I must have only put in like a couple hours or so. Mm. Um, so maybe you can talk about it more than me. Yeah. Um, well, so Grandia 2 is an RPG, and uh, I don't know how I came across this game. I don't know what I think the I think the box art may have got to me. It, it, it may have been a Dreamcast Final Fantasy for me, but excuse me. Uh, it I had not played the original Grandia. I think I had seen like maybe ads in magazines for Grandia, but. I never played it. So I took Grandia 2 as it was standalone title and I enjoyed it. One, the voice acting in that game for a Dreamcast game, again, back in the you know, late 90s, early 2000s, very good. Very good. I could probably point out the, the maybe not by name because I never get, I rarely get the names right. I always point out what other things they played in, but I could probably point point out some of these voice actors and tell you were you know other things that they played in they had some pretty decent voice actors in here which that says something for me if i'm telling you an rpg is good and the voice acting is good because i don't like voice acting in my rpgs i haven't found too many that i do this was one of them the story starts out kind of ho-hum well no let me scratch that from the record please starts out a little bit typical in some areas but definitely goes off in its own pretty 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 early on draws you in has interesting characters a fairly interesting storyline this story is told very very well the combat is is very good it's uh pseudo action based and yeah just all around it, it 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 charmed me and captivated me especially when there aren't that many well to me there weren't that many RPGs on the Dreamcast. So I enjoy it. And I think I've actually played that again recently. I want to say back in 2015 or 2014, I played it. And it holds up. Uh, I, I, I did play the... There is a... I, honestly, Chris, I'd have to, I have to go look. I don't know if it's a remastered version or just like a re-release. But there is a Steam version of Grandia 2. So... Uh, given that it's such an, given that it's such an, go ahead. (laughs) Sorry. I I thought I owned it, but I just went to it and I don't, it's only 20 bucks, but my intention is to play it again on, uh, on steam. Yeah. So let that sink in too. If it is 20 bucks, that's a, that, that, that game is close, close enough to two decades old and it's still holding up at a solid 20. So it's, it's, it's up there. It's, it's a cult hit. It, I, I actually don't want to say that. I don't like thinking it as a cult classic. I think it's more like an under... It's an underrated gem. It's an unheard of gem. So I enjoyed it, played it. I've beat it at least twice in my life, and it is charming. It is. It has its own look, its own feel, and I think probably the biggest thing you'll take away from it is the combat and the, the actually the genuinely pretty good voice acting of it. Everything else will fall right in place for you. So, uh, let's see. My number four is Sonic Adventure 1. Okay. Uh, trying to remember. 
I'm trying to honestly remember if I what came I think Sonic Adventure 1 came with my Dreamcast so I was in the military I am in the military still but I was in the military when I got my Dreamcast I was actually in training for the military when I got my Dreamcast I went through the second part of most everyone's military training you have to go to basically a specialist type school and learn your job and as you progress in there uh, per week, they start slowly, slowly trickle feeding you uh, freedoms. You're allowed to like you're allowed to go off base, but you have to be in your the most proper uniform you have, which is your your basically your dress uniform. And then next time you can go off base, but you have you can you have to wear your BDUs. And the next time you can go off base, you can wear whatever you want. It's fine. Well, usually. Uh, the privileges come as the privileges come there's more things that you're allowed to do like you could go rent a hotel if you wanted to stay off base for the weekend or the night or whatever so one week uh, I had went with some folks and we found uh, I want to say it might have been an, uh, an EB or a Babbage's I can't remember and of course I spent some of that fucking military money boy and I got a Dreamcast I got, uh, I want to say it came with Sonic Adventure. I bought uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. I bought uh, Soul Calibur and a couple other games. I forget what the other games were. But yeah, uh, we played, we mostly played Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and Soul Calibur. But when everybody passed out from either too much fun or too much drinking, I stayed up and played Sonic Adventure. Uh, of course, I played it way more once I got home and actually had some time to in actually invest into it and not be like, well, hell, I'm not going to remember what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And all right, let's get the negativity out of the way because I can hear people groaning already. I, I get I, I, I get that this game hasn't aged well. <laughs> I definitely understand that the the voice acting and the and the blockiness and the walkiness of this game is not none of its age well. I didn't realize until later in my years exactly how panned this game is, but and honestly, I could probably I can only really attribute most of this to just nostalgia alone. I enjoyed playing Sonic Adventure. I played through this game oh, yeah. probably four or five times in my life. It as well is charming. It as well is fun. Uh, yes, okay, yes, the big the cat stuff is not that fun. <laughs> I get that. You're just fishing. Yes, I get that. And he's got this dopey voice. Yeah, I get it. Not okay. Fine. But there are other things in this game that are better, and I can throw away one shitty character for a good, you know, a decent Sonic character. Mm-hmm. Uh, the transition to 3D worked okay. Again, I know that transition has not aged well. I mean, if you compare the controls and the camera and everything in this game to, say, Mario 64, Mario 64 is going to absolute shit stomp this game as far as 3D is concerned. But for what it was, for what it was going for, what it, what it tried to do and what it did on the Sega Dreamcast, I liked it. I had fun with it, and it's a treasured game for me. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to throw it out there. Sonic Adventure is my number three game. Um, mm -hmm. I know we normally do our top three things, but it's Dreamcast. We yeah, kind of know what it's going to be. 
So I'm not right. really worried about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Sonic Adventure, absolutely great transition for me. Um, I, in some ways, probably put in, aside from us, you know, hanging out in the den playing together, just me by myself, I probably put in like 10, 20 times more time in Sonic Adventure than I did any other Sonic game. Mm-hmm. It was then, and there was the uh, the little Dreamcast memory card things with the Chows. Was that in one or was that? I think it was in one as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Chows was a fun little mini thing. Um, yeah, it, it didn't age well, but for the time, phenomenal. It was great. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, your number yeah. four. So my number four, which. I find interesting isn't on your list at all anywhere is uh Shinmu. Well, it's <laughs> not on there because I've never played it. Wow. Okay. Never. Um not sure if that's good or bad. Because <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what this game how it is. Um I I own this game. I did not buy this game though. Um someone let me borrow it and when eventually we talked about it, you know, later on after I don't know how much time had passed, they're like, you still have that? I was like, yeah, I do. You know, I can get back to you. Uh, and they're like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I don't even care. <laughs> um, Shinmu is an action adventure game. Uh, you're, I'm trying to think. This, this game is probably most notorious for its voice acting. Or dialogue, what? Yeah, that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, you are a... Sorry, let me... I'm trying to refresh my name on uh, if there is a name. Uh, Rio. Rio? Yeah, something like that. Um, he's... His family has a dojo. There's a confrontation between his father and some other guy. Uh, and this whole subplot goes off and you're basically a detective. <laughs> you're feeling, you're, you know, solving a mystery uh, as you go through this game. Mm-hmm. It isn't the best of games, but we're talking about the Dreamcast here. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, inter- in, at the time, it was interesting enough. Um, yeah. I don't know that I ever beat it, though I did play for Quite a few hours, I think. Um, if that's the case, can you clarify something for me? Sure. Would you would you relate or or akin this game to an open world game like Grand Theft Auto Three? Mm, think if I'm remembering right. Think more on the scale of Persona, where you have little city areas. You don't have a full okay. map, but you have a little some streets you can explore and stuff, and they connect to other little sets of streets. Okay, I, I don't know why I have no basis to 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 tell you this on. It's just it was just my apparently misunderstanding of how this game is played. I thought this was like a uh, arguably smaller, but a very early on. 3D open world game where it's just just go places go to go to the store and buy food wow. go go here and do this go there and do that at your own leisure. 
You know, the the wiki actually says it's a open world 3D environment, mm-hmm. but I don't know what context open world they're using it. So you know? if the if the size and the layout of the game is kind of like Persona, what it what about what could you akin the game play to? Like what is what does the game feel like if you could if you could uh, mention another game? Really, the first thing that popped up is probably Yakuza. Yeah, where you yeah, walk around yeah. fighting and stuff. Right. Um, so that's probably what that's probably what it is. Just a you know a very early on Yakuza style game. I can I can yeah. see that. I can see that. Um, I plan on playing them again because we do have Shimu Three. We didn't talk about it because nobody's really anticipating it. Um, yeah. But it is coming out this year. And there's a one and two collection on Steam. Um, did I already buy them? I might have even already bought them. No, I didn't. Um, or they might be on console. I have to check. Uh, but they have a combo pack. You can buy a one and two. And I don't know if I ever touched two, so I'm not going to say anything about it. But I think we're going to play <laughs> through those before three releases and play it. Um, gotcha. Just for a little nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, my number two is Soul Reaver. Oh, three. Man. You're number three. I'm sorry, I'm a number three. Yeah, I'm number three, which, hey, that's fine. It's still good. <laughs> uh, I've honestly wanted to do an entire episode on the whole Soul Reaver, on the whole Legacy of Cain saga, because it is so good. It is so good, and it's right up the alley of people who, God, I, I hate that I'm still using this analogy, but if I'm trying to appeal to the masses, then I then I get it. Uh, it it's, it's Game of Thronesy at lots of points. I mean, there's lots of intrigue, there's a lot of backstabbing, a lot of what the fuck is going on, a lot of you're not telling the story straight, a lot of you're lying to me and you're just trying to manipulate me and yada, yada, yada. There's so much involved. And all of that, all of that was first introduced to me in Soul Reaver. Now, I will admit, for the record, I first played Soul Reaver on the PlayStation. Okay, so Soul Reaver for the Dreamcast was not my first foyer into this. And admittedly, the Dreamcast, uh, the version just had a little bit better graphics. But I, I, Soul Reaver is so good. And... I could probably swap out an honorable mention and like bump off Grandia or something, but eh, I I played through that entire game again, probably on multiple occasions, even though it was on the Dreamcast, and even though I'd already played it before. the The Legacy of Kane franchise is finished; uh, they capped it off in with Defiance, but excluding. I'd say Blood Omen 2, which just has kind of like an ancillary side story. The story of that game is so good. Now, a lot of people get turned off on it because it's 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 platforming. Well, I say a lot of people. Adam gets turned off on it because it's platforming. <laughs> and there is my there is puzzle solving stuff involved in it. It's in, it's environmental it's in, it's environmental puzzles and dungeon puzzles. But the story of this game is so good. It's about fucking vampires and time manipulation and 
uh, bloodlines getting getting ruined and uh, fall from grace. And yeah, it's just there's so much to talk about. There's so much to go over. And all that being said, the first introduction to that series was Soul Reaver. Again, I know it's cheating because I originally I only I first played it on the PlayStation, but if I'm talking about the f- top 5 Dreamcast games, Soul Reaver still has impacted me. I mean, sure. Soul Reaver is Soul Reaver is knocking on the door of my top 15 all the time like, "Hey, you talk about a good story in Final Fantasy VI, and you talk about a good story in Sweet Code Two. I have multiple games, and I span multiple, multiple titles to tell this impressive tapestry. And it it's so good. The voice acting is also phenomenal in the, in these in these games. So yeah, I realize that that that's more about Legacy of Kane than just Soul Reaver. But yeah, I mean it's. The, the game of Soul Reaver opens up with uh, a fall from grace kind of story. Uh, Kane himself has become this fucking uber god of, of, a, of, a, of a vampire. He's turned a bunch of people to serve him. And apparently some of the people that are serving under him are starting to grow beyond him. Like more powerful or extra features. His first lieutenant, the first vampire uh, that he ever turned... If I remember that straight, uh, starts to grow wings, and Kane's like, "Yeah, fuck that," and strips his wings and throws him in this pit of hell for a thousand years, and then Raziel gets saved by someone or something, which you find out who it is initially, and he's on a quest to find Kane and go fuck him up, and that's just the base of that one game. There's that's not what the game that's not what the story turns out to be in any way shape or fashion across the, these multitude of games uh for the dreamcast era it's i mean it's it is what it is it's 3d polygon style graphics but there is a hefty amount of puzzle solving and exploration involved again great voice acting great story and i love it so yeah i'll put it up there on my list all right i've never played it but you make me want to go back and at least yeah, look into you, it. You know what? I'll say this too. I, I kind of gave Adam this out as well. Uh, I can totally understand how these games probably haven't aged well. And honestly, and this is for me too, Chris, uh, I, so Soul Reaver is not the first game. The Legacy of Cain is the first game. Mm-hmm. And that is a vastly different game than the rest of the games in that franchise. Uh, it's more Diablo style than uh, like Soul Reaver is uh, over the behind the back third person action puzzle solving platforming and the Legacy of Kane series the Legacy of Kane original PlayStation game is more like a Diablo-esque kind of vertical over from the top down uh, dungeon crawling so to speak so that being said and plus the games are all on you know, PlayStation and PlayStation two and Dreamcast, So they're kind of old. There are, there is a video out there that basically runs the entire legacy of Kane's story. Pretty much takes all the, the cut scenes and the story scenes from all five of those games and makes it into one big movie. So if you didn't want to play the game for whatever reason, I'd say at least go watch that. Because you're mm-hmm. going to get a 
fucking phenomenal, phenomenal game. Uh, a story. I'd still recommend playing the game because the gameplay is worth it to me, but you know, I may be alone on that island. <laughs> All right. Well, my number two is a game you already talked about, but it's an honorable mention, and that is Fantasy Star Online. Mm-hmm. Now, this game primarily ranks as high, to, high as high as it does for me because of nostalgia. Not necessarily just for the game, but because of that was really one of the first games that me and you played online. Um, So that, man, that was a blast. Just hopping Mm. on, had no idea what I was doing, but hey, we were playing together over the internet. It was, we, and I think uh, Quake 3 Arena was the one that really did this for us, but there was this whole process I had to go through so I could connect to you. You, yeah. were, you were giving me all these instructions like, okay, you have this disc? I was like, yeah. He's like, you're like, all right, put it in, do this, do this, and then you can connect to me by doing this. And <laughs> we went through all these steps just to be able to play with each other uh, yeah. back in the day. And yeah, that and, was so much fun. So much sentimental and in, value. And in retrospective, I mean, the game, if you look at it today, just as the base game, not the big DLC version, mm-hmm. uh, or expansion version, I guess you say. That game is small. You know, there's four. There's a hub area. There were four dungeons. And then there was the final boss area. And that's it. But I could, I went through that game daily. Just wherever. Whoever I can join up with. And whatever level we can go play. And whatever shit we can go kill. Basic, simplistic enemies. You know, you had a one, two, three hit combo, or or a chainsaw that ripped through them. You know, it's it was simplistic in comparison to oh, I don't know, Final Fantasy Eleven or World of Warcraft. Yeah, but it had a charm. You know, again, I'm using that mm-hmm. word a lot with the Dreamcast, but it had a charm. It the 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 music was just right for it. And I had no basis for Fantasy Star, unfortunately. There, I haven't played any of those, so I was like, Shit, "It's online, sure. The graphics look cool. Let's go try it out." And yeah, yeah, lots of fun. Lot, many days, many hours spent in that game. Uh, my number, number two. two. Yep, is Sonic Adventure Two. Definitely pick this one above Sonic Adventure. Yeah, for many reasons. Arguably, admittedly, first off is the music. I realize that is such a weird thing to say. <laughs> Not for you. <laughs> but the generic rap music that plays in the Knuckles level, I still listen to to this day. Uh, <laughs> there is a level that you play as Shadow the Hedgehog where he's racing down a tree trunk style thing. I think it's called Vengeance is Mine or whatever. What a good, good fast-paced track. Uh, okay, music gush out of the way. The so er, you have the game is split into two. Mm-hmm. You have a light campaign and a dark campaign, and all it really means is you're gonna play the same type of level just with a different character. You play, you know, running around at the speed of sound levels as Sonic. You play running around at the speed of sound levels as Shadow. Uh, types of though I don't think you always play the exact same level 
Right. But you do play the same type of level. Like uh Tails. He's in this bipedal walk around mech. His his plane basically turns into a, a walking mech. And he walks around with this mech and he locks on to different multiple targets and fires off his missiles and he goes about his business. His counterpart is Dr. Robotnik, who is also in a bipedal mech that locks on to things and shoots off missiles. So that was interesting to me. It was fun to me. Uh, again, I understand that this game hasn't aged well. We're talking about yeah. the Dreamcast games. So I'm putting myself in the platform of, in, in the shoes of that time frame. And I had so much fun playing Sonic Adventure 2. Uh, I realize the controls haven't aged that well and the graphics haven't aged that well. But, and the, the fucking butt rock. Nobody likes the butt rock music. I get it. But, Everything about Sonic Adventure <laughs> 2 I, I enjoyed to yeah. the to the degree of, and unfortunately, Chris, I still haven't done it to this day because I'm a shit player, but throughout that game, you can collect uh, metals. They're just little collectibles in various levels of the game, and there were, if I remember right, 120 of these things, maybe 126, some astronomical number. If you and and a lot of those were tied, they were a lot of those were objective based. They were tied to goals like you had to get through a racing style level in a certain time, which is damn near perfect controls uh, and so on and so forth. So if you met all these requirements to meet all these goals and do all these damn near impossible tasks, some of them were fairly easy, but they were about. They were about 15 to 20 that I just could not get or I just gave up on it. Uh, you can unlock a recreation of Green Hill Zone from Sonic 1 in Sonic Adventure 2 oh, with yeah. updated 3D graphics. I spent weeks, if not months, Chris, on this game <laughs> happily, not not out of work, but happily playing through this game again and again and again to get every medal I could. Of course, I wanted all of them, but like I said, the last 15 or 20-ish, I just, I, it's, you're playing, uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of racing games, period, and there were some medals that were attached directly to racing. Like, you had to, if you were Taz botting, it you could beat this level. You could race and win in like a minute five, and they wanted you to win it in like a minute seven. It's it was crazy, crazy. Some of the the difficulty, but even though I was working on these, albeit sometime almost impossible tasks, I still had fun playing this game. I always yep. have fun. There, it's been re released. It's been redone. It's been brought to other consoles. Had some remastering here and there, some more levels. Uh, there are multiple Nintendo consoles that came out on it, yada, yada, yada. Definitely worth a playthrough. If you don't like it because of the age, I understand that. Hey, I didn't like Witcher 1 because of the age. I, I get that. But for me, definitely top two. It's my number two Dreamcast game. Well, well deserving. I realize I talk a lot about it, Chris. What do you say about it? Well, I say it's my number one game. <gasps> Whoa! What? <laughs> yeah. Um, everything that Sonic Adventure had going for it, 2 was just an improvement on it. It built upon it, expanded it, 
changed, you know, like you're talking about the character's story. I mean, story is a little iffy here and there when yeah. you kind of look at the big picture. But gameplay-wise, everything was a vast improvement. Um, and it's one of those things where I enjoyed playing this, you know, as a kid. And I have it on Steam. And I love, and I actually bought, rebought it on Dreamcast uh, just so the kids could play. So whether nice. they're playing on Dream, Dreamcast or playing on Steam, I love seeing them play this game because it's nice. such a good game. Yep, it's it's still fun. It's still fun for me even to this day. And mm-hmm. I just even when I did play it back then, I remember having so much fun and just genuinely enjoying it. As a as a as an entry in the 3D world, you know, mm-hmm. this just pisses all over Sonic 06, and I mean, it's, <laughs> <laughs> and that's so bad because that game came out so much later. But hey, it is what it is. Uh, finally, to round off my list and to finish out this episode, uh, I want to ask you a question, Chris. Sure. Do you understand the concept of love? I, I don't know if you do or not. That is a jet. That is a jet set radio uh, music track. Gotcha. And I, I think that was actually Jet Set Radio Future that that uh, the concept of love was from. Uh, it's been so long since I played <laughs> the original Jet Set Radio, so I'm sorry to all the JSR fans out there. But my number one Dreamcast game was Jet Set Radio. Okay, so. If you recall, audience, uh, probably last episode or an episode before last, and I know I've said it before, is many times in this podcast, when I played Katamari Damacy for the first time, it was on the heels of everybody around me, and I mean everybody around me going, wow, Katamari Damacy is so good, and I'm looking at this fucking game going, you're a little fucking alien guy with a ball, and you roll stuff up. Ooh, boy. What the fuck are y'all on about? This can't be that great. And they're like, man, this game is so fun. And I went and played Katamari Damacy and went, wow, what a shitbag I was, because this game is up there. <laughs> this is top This is top gaming shit right here. I wish I had listened to, the, to everybody else sooner. This was not the first time in life that it happened. And I don't recall if jet set radio was the first time it happened but it happened i don't uh it was from from magazine from magazine articles back in the day to the scant few friends that i had that had dreamcast that had this game the buzz around jet set radio was this game is fuck fucking good it's fun it's a great game and little shitlord me with his folded arms Looking at Jet Set Radio from a distance going, you're on skates and you're doing graffiti. One, how can that be fun? And two, how is this game that good? How is it that fun? And then I played Jet Grind Radio and went, oh boy, oh, this game is fucking good. Oh, man. So, yeah, the premise of the game is you're grinding around. through the, you're, you're on roller skates. You have you have multiple characters to play as. They don't... I don't recall if they have individual uh, attributes that make them better than each other. It's more like an aesthetic choice. 
so you're on skates, you're on rollerblades, you're rolling around city, and you're basically spray, uh, spray painting things. You're putting, you're spray painting graffiti on things for various reasons. Uh, so as I talked earlier this episode about Danganronpa having charm, uh, having its own like its own style to it and theming style to it. I brought this up as well with Persona. I'm bringing this up again with Jet with Jet Grime Radio, with any of the JSR, with any of these Jet games. They are stylistic. They have this hip hop kind of bebop feel to them. The music reflects that. Anywhere from like uh, hip hop to kind of housey punk rock to uh, night airy techno and. Yeah, I mean it's 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 you don't have to get more super complicated than, than that base description. You're grinding, you're rollerblading around the cities, around cities, and you're you're spray painting graffiti on things. And there's a mechanic to it. There's a difficulty to it. There's multiple things to tag, and there's multiple platforms to to grind on and 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 get around the city to do what you have to do. Uh, I played this game after hearing everybody talking about it. Luckily, I got to play this fairly early on. I played this in the era of the Dreamcast. This may have been a game that I got when I was in uh, my military training. I forget, but I remember playing it and going, "Wow, this is this is great." If you ask me, you wouldn't even need a gun to my head. I will wholeheartedly tell you that Jet Set Radio uh, Future for the Xbox is probably, arguably, the best Jet ever made, but. And that is like me telling you that Katamari Forever or, I mean, uh, uh, We Love Katamari is the greatest Katamari ever made. They're all good. There is no bad Katamari. There is no bad Jet Set Radio. Uh, so any of those that you play, you'd be good. But I would say if you can find it, get a hold of the newest one. As far as how to play them, man, I just need to start leaving my Steam open, I guess. Um... I don't believe that you that, that there are any jets, uh, any grind radios on Steam. Um, uh, I thought there was. There, if there is, that would be great news to me. Hopefully, Jet Set Radio yeah. Future. Jet Set Radio, yeah. eight bucks. Awesome. Well, there I you own go. it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to uh, act. Is it Jet Set Radio or Jet Set yeah. Radio Future? Jet Set Radio. Okay. Uh, I, admittedly, there is there there may be a difference between Jet Set Radio, Jet Set Radio Future, and Jet Grind Radio. I believe Jet Grind Radio was the first one on Dreamcast, and maybe Jet Set Radio was a re-release, and then Jet Set Radio Future was like a sequel-ish. In any event. They all have their own. This this game has its own unique style theme. Uh, it's it's very stylistic. It's it's designed to be that way, and yeah, it's it's worth a try. It's worth a it's worth a play. It's it's a fun game. It's all around fun. The music's good. The graphics hold up for me. They're, it's the cel shaded style graphics. Um, 
you take this you take the story of this game with a pretty light with a pretty light heart i mean it's it's like hey those punk kids are you know fucking spraying graffiti we gotta get them and it's like oh that rival gang is spraying their graffiti we gotta spray ours over theirs and it's it's kind of tongue-in-cheek but all around a really fun game glad i gave it a try glad i gave it a try early on in life and definitely glad i got to play the uh jet set radio future for the xbox the original xbox so yeah that's my number one i've had arguably the most fun with that than any of these dreamcast games though that's not saying much again all, all <laughs> these are good even the even the honorable mentions are good yeah so we lay the dreamcast to rest i feel we did it Still, we feel we did a pretty good justice for that. Yeah. Um. On, on the on a, a little quick editor's note, I think we may have mentioned this before, but whenever we do lists from now on, uh, I'm, I'm specifically talking about lists that are more than five. We're gonna start splitting those up. So, also wanted to clarify that for this Dreamcast episode. This Dreamcast episode is only the top five. We may readdress it down the road. That way, Adam could input his. But if we have, for example, a top 15 PlayStation 2 games, we will be splitting those up amongst three episodes just because it just that gives us time to give each game their just dues. You know, we don't have to feel like we're rushed, you know, cramming, believe it or not, cramming three people's opinions of great games into three hours is not easy. It's damn near impossible when you want to give your game the just due, you know, so... Just a future heads up for our episodes. So, uh, yeah, what about you, folks? Uh, do you have a Dreamcast? Did you have a Dreamcast? Do you know what a Dreamcast is? <laughs> what games have you played for the Dreamcast? What have you been interested to play? Uh, what did you own? What did you borrow? What ones did you, did you enjoy? What ones did you not like at all? Do you... Are you like me? Did you did you kind of feel that the Dreamcast had such a, a small library? Like it was, it always felt like it was a tucked away console, but it apparently had a lot of good games. So we love to hear about that. Have you been jumping on the Resident Evil Two bandwagon? I hope so. What what's your history with Resident Evil? Are you jumping in this game brand new because you saw a really cool trailer, or are you a diehard you know Resident Evil fan? You played them all. Are you a super diehard and you've watched all the movies? If you have, please don't email us. We don't want to know about that shit um no i lie we, we really do we want to hear all the things you want to talk about um yeah just anything at all you'd like to talk about video games anime whatever we love to hear feedback from you and there are many ways to get that feedback to us we have a facebook page you can go to facebook and search for end of time cast it should take you to us it might be how you got to this episode right here because i do link these episodes to our facebook every time i edit them uh, we have a email. You can email us at endoftimecast at gmail.com. That's endoftimecast at gmail.com. No funny uh, numbers in there. Just spell it as you heard it. We have a Twitter page. You can tweet us, retweet us, however you want to do that. And we also have a YouTube page, which I am slowly but surely uploading all the videos to. I think I've, I think I've got like 20 or 21 episodes up by now. That is going to be a long process to get them all finally up there. But I will get them evened out sooner or later, um, probably later. And when I do that, it's going to be like I'm going to release an episode on SoundCloud like normal. And probably the next day, 
just given how long it takes to upload to YouTube, that same episode will be available on YouTube. So, yeah. Uh, you know what, Chris? I just forgot something before we What's go. Up? A very small thing. Uh, this is newsworthy, and we don't have to spend all night on it. We didn't expect too long on it. But uh, did you know that Machinima is gone? Um, I didn't know they were gone, gone, but I knew they were mm-hmm. almost yeah. gone. Yeah, apparently over the past few weeks, Machinima has been just downsizing and downsizing and downsizing. And they have, from what I hear, I have not went on Google right now or before the show and looked, but they've privated all of their videos ever. You cannot watch Machinima videos today, right now, as of this moment. So I'm not promoting it. I don't. Because I'm, I, Chris, I don't know anybody that does this, but if you know of ways to get on YouTube and possibly, oh, I don't know, download their videos or save them for future watch, Machinima is another good example of how that shit can just go. You, the, 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 you got a channel that has 700 videos and you love them and you get entertained by watching them again and again, they can leave one day. Uh, I'm not saying this is permanent. I've done no homework. I really just wanted to, I should have talked about this during the episode and I kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit more, but this is a company that has a lot of great video game theme movies out there, videos, uh, I'm sorry, videos and, and reviews, discussions and all that stuff. And all their content as of right now is inaccessible. So if you didn't catch them, tough hmm. luck. Well, so just to, let's, uh, let's do some homework and talk about it more next week. Sounds like a plan. All right. Maybe we'll have an so, update. Yeah. yeah, hopefully. And hopefully it's good news. So, All right, that's going to do it for tonight's episode, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. And until next time, I'm Michael. And I'm Chris. Good night, everybody. Bye.